across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. Busy show this evening. First 30 minutes of the show, we have got uh, the, the wonderfully named Rick Sapphire coming on to tell us about Jerry Lewis and the Three Stooges and Potsy Weber from Happy Days. After that, it's your calls. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. busy body though i know it's very shoddy i insist on knowing what is going on with everybody cause i'm such a busy body always prying always spying i'm defying anyone to try to hide the fact from me how mrs jones is with the doctor and her pulse finally clocked and suddenly she sees me peeking into all her friends i'm shrieking mrs jones's valve is leaking a mechanic she is seeking cause her clutch needs overhauling and her motor's always stalling mrs jones you lonesome gal you finally lost your trade in value now we come to mr clunky thinks that i'm a little punk he's always keeping up with jones and while I tap his telephone, I learned that they will disconnect him soon. The bill they don't collect, the sheriff's gonna take it back, his brand new shiny Cadillac. So now I pass the news around that Mr. Clunk is bankrupt bound. I'm ruining his credit and I know he won't forget it. Though he thought I was a little punk, that cabbage headed Mr. Clunk. I got the bank to fume and fret, they took his home and better yet. They grabbed his television set because I'm such a busybody. <laughs> Busy body, if you drink an extra toddy, I will spot it long before you bought it. I'll be pointing to your house and telling folks that you're a south. So I admit I am a louse. It's so much fun to tell the neighbors that you're underneath the weather and they ought to get together using you as an example to the kids of what a trample do if he is off the wagon. Now your reputation dragon cause you took an extra toddy and I'm telling everybody that you're more than slightly dizzy. Now I've got you in the dizzy cause I'm such a very busy little busy body. I'm the death of every party. You should hear the things I say when Truth and consequence we play I state the age of Mrs. Dunn I tell him she is 61 And that her face is lifted And her cargo slightly shifted There are couples kissing in the dark I use my flashlight for a lock And Joan is hugging Mortimer And she's engaged to Mr. Shore I'm hiding in the cuspid And flash a light upon their face While they are locked in fun Embracing Mr. Shore Then wrecks the place I'm such a busy body Breaking up a lovely party She's growing pale for in a chorus so endearing I have got the neighbors cheering Darling, what a lovely way You weigh 188 You lick the pattern off the plate And then you bleed for more to eat You look just like a strange balloon That drifted to us from the moon And scientists must watch this step And see if you're a secret weapon That is how the gossip goes And all because I stick my nose In other people's dirty clothes A heavy winded guy Am I don't need a breath to say goodbye Because I'm such a busy little busy body Busy booty busy One day. I'm a little busy body. Here's, here's, um, here's my promise to you, dear listener. One day I'm going to open the show and I'm going to sing that note perfect, breath perfect. Of course, it is the master, uh, Jerry Lewis. And I'm, uh, if you're listening to the show, you know I'm, I'm going through a massive Jerry Lewis jag at the moment. The dream, the dream, the dream is to get Mr. Lewis on the show. The chances of that, I would say slim to zero, but we're going to pursue it. And in, uh, in an attempt to pursue that, I've been looking for people who've worked with Jerry Lewis. And boy, oh boy, have I found someone who, who who's worked with Jerry Lewis, friends with Jerry Lewis, 
seems to have worked with absolutely everybody in American show business. And I'm so pleased that he said he'd come on the show. Um, all the way from the United States of A, it's Mr. Rick Sapphire. Evening, Rick. Hello, uh, Ian. How are you today? And, uh, and nice, nice talking with you. I- I'm fine, man. How are you doing? Uh, terrific. Now, if you would like me to sing that song <laughs> for you, you don't have to do it yourself. I can sing it because I know every, every word of that do song. Do you? And I even know the history behind that uh, that very interesting song, and and just just very briefly, uh, "Busybody" yeah. was recorded uh, in about uh, they did about fourteen cuts <laughs> on that song, yeah. and uh, that was back in the days where there was uh, nothing uh, electronic, yeah. uh, and so it was recorded on audio tape. And the studio technicians, uh, the editors, uh, had to edit that audio tape with, you know, with a with a razor blade yeah. and, t- and and editing tape, and they put it together seamlessly. And then they added the music track to it uh, when it was uh, when it was all done. And that was one of, I mean, it should have won a Grammy award. It was oh, it's one of wonderful, the most- isn't it? It, it's a terrific song, and uh, and uh, actually Jerry had given me a copy of that when I was a, a kid, and I still have it on the original '78 RPM uh, uh, RPM record. So uh, Busybody was uh, uh, you're one of the probably one of the few people over the decades who have been brave enough to play it. <laughs> oh, I love it. We start quite often. We start the show with it. I okay. I've just read a book about Jerry, and we will talk about your, you know your other interests as well. Don't worry. Sure. I've just yeah. read a book about Jerry Lewis, and I um and I picked this book up really cheaply. And I kind of, I'm ashamed to say, I'd kind of forgotten about him. I grew up, you know, in the 70s and 80s, there was always a Jerry Lewis or a Martin and Lewis film on TV. It was Martin and Lewis, it was Laurel and Hardy, it was Hope Mm -hmm. and Crosby. And I grew up, and I, as a, uh, reading this book, I was reminded of how much I loved jerry lewis i just thought yeah. he was wonderful he was i mean he he was he was great and i've watched a lot of his films again recently he was great because kids found him funny but also adults found, you know it, it, it was it was an act that kind of spanned all the ages how did you get to meet him first of all well all right uh, to to date back i'll give you a, a, a quick thumbnail for for you and your listeners thank you uh my mom before i, I had show business connections before i was born my mom uh, was a personal assistant and secretary to songwriter Irving Berlin. Wow. Uh, back in the 1930s uh, and into the uh, 1940s. Yeah. My mom's sister was a professional dancer. Yeah. And danced around the world and other places. <laughs> and uh, she was married to, to uh, her, her dancing partner. When they broke up, my mom's sister, Aunt Judy, married a guy who used to be an agent and producer up in the Catskill Mountains in New York, right? Yeah, uh, which was the starting place for so many uh, entertainers, and his name was Ernie Glucksman. Uh, so they were married. Ernie Glucksman uh, was asked by NBC to come on board and take control of a new comedy team, which they described to my uncle as a handsome Italian singer and a monkey. <laughs> oh, fantastic! And of course, that was that was Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Yeah, and that's how my uncle got involved with Martin and Lewis. Uh, the the show was called the Colgate Comedy Hour. Yeah, you could find a lot of episodes of that, and you you can't enjoy the real Jerry Lewis unless you watch those. Uh, well, they were live broadcasts of the Colgate Comedy Hour because that was the Martin and Lewis or the Jerry Lewis that took the country by storm. Yeah, but uh, in any event, uh, nineteen fifty three. 
excuse me, Martin and Lewis were uh, performing in the Catskills, and uh, we lived not far from there in in, uh, in New Jersey. Uh, and we went up to visit Uncle Ernie and Aunt Judy, and Uncle Ernie introduced me at lunchtime to Jerry Lewis. Now I was always a Jerry Lewis fan. How uh, old were you, Rick, when you when you when you first met him? I met Jerry. Well, I, I'm 69 years old now. Yeah. I met Jerry in 1953 uh, when I was, I, I guess, I was six years old. Wow. Wow. Now I had been watching Jerry for for two reasons. Number one, every kid loved Jerry of Lewis. But number two, my uncle was his executive producer and director, and so there was a. We always watched the the, the Colgate Comedy Hour, uh, you know, and we we waited till the very end of the show when we saw Uncle Ernie's name passing by. So you know, it was uh, on the credits, so that was exciting. <laughs> of course, I met Jerry Lewis, and what I can what I can tell you in my my first meeting with Jerry, he was eating prunes, trying to keep them in his mouth. And Uncle Ernie said, uh, and Jerry, here's uh, my nephew, Ricky Sapphire. <clears throat> and Jerry stood up to shake my hand, and I believe he was about 12 feet tall. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, and it was, as, as a young kid, six years old, yeah. it was an, an awe-inspiring uh, uh, meeting uh, yeah. for me. And he was very nice and talked for a few minutes. And uh, that was the last time I saw Jerry for a few years. Uh, meantime, I was already in the entertainment business. I was singing and dancing on stage and put my magic act together because magic was a great way for a young kid to be funny without having to talk about their wife and kids at 11 years old. Yeah. So um, uh, I put my magic act together, and, and I kept in touch with Jerry, but not very closely. But in 1962, Jerry was guest hosting... The Tonight Show, which was hugely popular and still is here and in, in the United States. And in 62, he was one of the biggest stars in the world. It's hard to imagine now, but he was, you know, he was getting paid a fortune. He was writing, he was directing, he was producing his own films, which was unheard of before. He was huge in 62. Exactly right. Uh, and uh, he, had, he had been, uh, he had split up with Dean Martin in 1956. And I was actually there at Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis's last live television appearance oh, together. Wow. And they only made one other appearance, and that was at the Copacabana for their farewell, yeah. uh, which was a few months later. Uh, but um, <clears throat> you know, everybody was concerned about Jerry. You know, what was he going to do? Everybody knew Dean Martin would do just fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as Jerry was concerned, you know, the jury was out on that one. Mm. The people weren't too sure. But Jerry did did wonderfully, and you know, as you mentioned, he produced and directed his own films and uh, uh, released them. Jerry had a lot of failures, also, but but history doesn't record those. No, uh, Jerry had uh, as many failures as he did have successes. But if you don't try stuff, you're not going to have the successes. I was and, reading an, an, an interview with Woody Adam, who was saying that it, it was primarily because of um, how Jerry Lewis was able to assert control over the entire package of the film, that Woody Allen was able to go on and write and direct films. And Woody Allen kept asking, his first couple of films, he kept asking Jerry Lewis to direct them, and Jerry was too busy or couldn't do it for whatever reason, and said, no, right. Woody, Woody, you go and direct it, you go and direct it. And that, you know, that kind of spawned Woody Allen's career. Well, it, it held it back uh, to a degree for sure. But uh, I'm going to ask you a question. Now. Go on, go on, Rick. Uh, in this conversation, uh, I will be happy to go either way. And of course, you know your fans best, so that's yeah. what's most important. Yeah. 
I will give you all the facts, or I'll give you just the wonderful Jerry Lewis stuff. Which do you want? <laughs> I, I, want I, I want all the facts. Okay. I want the facts. Uh, all right. Jerry has often been uh, called an absolute genius, yeah. and I've been asked very often uh, what my opinion would be uh, as far as Jerry's genius. And I will tell you, Jerry Lewis is a writer, a comedian, an entertainer, a producer, a director, and he is a genius when it comes to Jerry Lewis Project. Yeah, yeah. The unfortunate thing is, uh, probably it was, it, it was a good thing that Woody Allen didn't have Jerry direct. Jerry has never really had any great success mm. with anything that he's directed, produced, written, so on and so forth, for anything except a Jerry Lewis film. Now, Woody Allen, although he appears in most of his films, has also directed other things. And, uh, you know, great directors, yeah. uh, Cecil B. DeMille and, and, and all of those biggies, uh, they directed everybody else. But Jerry was, and Jerry was, except maybe for Norman Torragno, Jerry was probably the best person to direct Jerry Lewis yeah. uh, material because he was the only one who really had that the true feel for what he did. And what he did was absolutely sensational until about 1967 or 1968. Uh, and Jerry's problem, <clears throat> and I've told him this because I managed Jerry for several years, uh, which was uh, wonderful for me. And uh, uh, Jerry, with Jerry, it's always uh, uh, a love-hate relationship with anybody who he's known. And, of course, he knew me since I was a little boy. But we did some great things together. Uh, but, uh, but with Jerry... Uh, Jerry is his own worst critic, uh, and he sometimes, uh, just can't relax with his own, with his own talents, yeah. which is, which is really a shame. That's why he, he stumbled, uh, along the way. But, uh, as far as comedically, uh, nobody could Jerry, could, could really produce or direct Jerry Lewis's timing, just like there weren't too many trainers that Muhammad Ali had. Yeah who really had any great bearing on what Ali did in the ring. Uh, he was his own boss because nobody knew Ali as well as he knew himself. And it was, it was, the, same. It was the same with Jerry. Rick, listen, I've got to take some ads. Um, you're okay sure. to come back in a bit, and we're going to talk about your, your magic and uh, all of the other kind of acts that you've worked with. Oh, sure. you've, I mean, you've worked with... This guy's worked with everybody. Uh, Rick, stay there. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Rick Sapphire, uh, uh, a friend, um, uh, a agent of Jerry Lewis for a while. Can you hear me geeking out? Oh, man, alive. This is wonderful stuff. Rick, stay there. Thank you. Um, this is Talk Radio. We'll be back after this. We'll take calls in a bit. You, if you want to phone up and start booking in your places we're after half past you're more than welcome 0844 499 1000 we will call you back but right now indulge me i want to just geek out a little bit we're talking to rick sapphire rick very quickly before we move on jerry jerry how old is jerry now 1991 something like that <coughs> jerry uh, jerry in march turned 90 wowzers and is he still doing shows oh yeah jerry Incredible. Uh, uh it's limited in what he's doing yeah, now of course. jerry uh, tours with a, uh, he's got a, a, a producer and he tours with a show that is really a more of a, uh, a seminar. Yeah. Uh, we would say where Jerry comes out and sits in a chair and he does some, some very clever comedy and then he has a big screen in back of him and he takes the audience on a wonderful trip throughout his entire career. Uh, and it's great because he still gets in front of his audience. 
his wife, uh, Sam, is happy because it gets him out of the house. <laughs> and, uh, and he does great with it. And, uh, you know, he... Uh, uh, he will. He will love to be on the stage until his yeah. uh, until his last breath. He's got a new movie coming out as well, hasn't he? Uh, Max Rose, I think it's called. It looks brilliant. It's about this this old pianist, I think, if I got this right, um, who, who his wife dies and he finds out that his wife had an affair years ago. Uh, yes, uh, the the film was uh, the film was uh, made. Uh, the, he filmed it about three years ago. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, uh, I won't say much. You're very enthusiastic, so I won't say too much oh, more is, about it. You know, is it no good? Well, I I kind of think that the film, when it when it's released, will probably go straight to VHS. Right. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, dear, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Never mind. You know, I, here, here's, here's my thinking. Yeah. And this is one area that I disagree with Jerry, and I'll tell you a, a little something else that I disagreed with him. Yeah. It seems to me that comedians reach a point in their career, sometimes it's early on, and sometimes it's later on, where they feel as though they have to prove their dramatic ability. Yeah, yeah. The world doesn't need any more dramatic actors. Nope. And I've, I've said it to Jerry, and I'll say it to anybody who asks, Jerry still has the funny inside of him. Yeah. And it is much harder, and I don't even know if comedians realize this, it's much harder to make people laugh than it is to make people cry. And I would love to see Jerry do a Jerry Lewis movie again. And even if he's 90 or 92 or 95, he's still Jerry and he can still, he can still do it. Uh, but I, uh, sometimes, you know, performers have to try to prove themselves by stepping into an area that isn't really them. And you don't want the last great memories no. of a performer to to be something that they're not terrific. And at. also, he 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 proved that he's got the dramatic chops in the King of Comedy, which in is, is in my Comedy, top five favorite films. It's wonderful, and he's just breathtaking in it. So he doesn't need to prove that. And you're right, I, you know, it will be great, and it will be a great example for a ninety year old guy to make a really funny movie. Oh, of course, and there's so many there's there are so many terrific. Uh, uh, ideas uh, that uh, that a good writer can come up with that would fit right into what uh, right into what Jerry's doing. But you know, listen, he's you know he's the captain of, exactly, of his own ship. Um, but uh, you know, if, if your if your listeners really want to see the real Jerry Lewis, uh, they should look back at the Colgate Comedy Hour. Just Google it; yeah. you'll, you'll find a ton it's, of them on there. It's brilliant. Um, I saw a picture of you with the Three Stooges. Yes. Well, how did that come about? Well, I was. Uh, uh, when I was about seven or eight years old, I started doing magic because I love performing magic. Yeah. I was a singer and a dancer on stage in, in nightclubs where I was where it was legal for me to perform. But I loved magic, and I, I turned that into what my act was going to be. And I guess when I was about fourteen or fifteen, maybe sixteen years old, I got a call from an agent asking me if I wanted to do a tour of theaters with my magic act, and I had done that before. Uh, movie theaters. Mm. And I said, yeah, I'd like to do it. They said, well, you'll be sharing the bill with another act because they're going to be promoting a movie. And I said, well, who is it? Well, when I was told it was the Three Stooges, I almost <laughs> collapsed. <laughs> because the, the Three Stooges films were uh, released to television, I believe it was in 1958. Yeah. And all of those 200-odd uh, two-reelers that they did 
people nowadays don't understand. They believe that those films were, were made for television. Yeah, of course. And they weren't. Uh, they were all made for the movie theater. Mm. Uh, and so I got to know the Three Stooges. They were wonderful people. Uh, Joe Dorita, Curly Joe. Right, uh, the Curly last, Joe uh, face, the last, yeah. In, the last incarnation of the Curly character. Uh, he pretty much wanted to spend his time playing playing poker with the guys in the back room. Mo and Larry, everywhere they performed, they had family show up, no matter where they were. Uh, they were cousins, and they were nieces, and they were nephews, uh, and they were just very warm wonderful people so i was blessed that was uh that was a uh, very exciting for me how did you go from from doing magic and doing i know you do comedy and all kinds of bits and pieces to to um being in, uh, in management and looking after artists well uh it's interesting because the people always felt that my ultimate hero in life was jerry lewis my ultimate hero was my uncle ernie glucksman mm. who was a very very well-known and popular producer and director of comedy uh, I kind of followed my uncle's footsteps when I started working in the Catskill Mountains. Now, this was an area of New York State uh, where there were, in the summertime, 500 hotels, big and small, where you can perform. Uh, and it was the starting ground for many comedians. Well, I did my magic act there, but then I slowly transitioned to comedy. And When I was about 17, I swore I'd never do another magic trick in my life because... At 17, the girls were far more interested in the comedians than they were in the magicians. There you go, you see. There you go. Yeah. And that was it. Uh, of course, 36 years ago, I decided not only to be in the entertainment business, but to own a retail business, because even Jerry Lewis owned a camera store in Los Angeles in the 1950s. Yeah. Uh, so I opened a magic shop which I love, and that still is alive and well 36 years later. Uh, uh, Rick Sapphire's Magic Shop is uh, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, here in the United States. And there's a, let's, get, let's get the website in as well, themagicshop.info, themagicshop.info, if you want to go yeah. and have a look. And um, you can see um, a very attractive young lady making... Is that you levitating on that chair? Uh, no, that's, that's not son, actually. Okay, right, okay. Someone's, uh, that's, that's Jenny Cupcakes. Uh, we, I have a lot of pretty girls who do the magic tricks. Excellent. So. So, you know, uh, people love to watch it, and the, father, the dads love to watch it, because the pretty girls, but it's great stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, management started uh, probably, well, it was about 45 years ago, maybe, maybe a little more, when I befriended a guy by the name of Spanky McFarland. Spanky was the star of the Hal Roach, Little Rascal, and Our Gang comedies. Ah, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which were hugely popular here in the States. Yeah. I've been blessed because my whole career in, in representing people, I have always represented my heroes, my childhood heroes, mm. including a young lady uh, who I'll mention. And, and I remember when I was in, I guess, junior high school, uh, the principal called me to his office, and we had a walk down, and he made me open my locker. Uh -oh. And I thought I was in big trouble. And I never did anything bad in school, you know. And he said, uh, Rick, you have to open up your locker. I have to ask you something. Well, I opened up, and the principal said, whose picture is that? Well, all over the inside of my locker, I must have had 50 pictures I cut out of beautiful Haley Mills. And 
Haley Mills was the young lady who starred in so many wonderful movies well, for the, Walt the, Disney. The, the Parent Trap, you know, the, 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 she was in dozens of movies. Haley Mills, Absolutely. wonderful. Uh, yeah, Pollyanna was. Uh, she won an Academy Award yeah. uh, for uh, for Pollyanna. Parent Trap. Uh, uh, again, the, the list goes on and on. And I was absolutely in love with Haley Mills. Scene changes. And uh, uh, the last uh, decade or so, uh, I became Haley Mills' personal manager. And here I was as a kid dreaming yeah. about maybe one day taking her to the ice cream store for a soda. <laughs> and now, now the, the scene changes, and I'm a man in my uh, early 60s flying around the world with Haley Mills. Incredible. I mean, you know, how lucky could a guy get? And you worked um, with Sir John Mills as well, or as you called him in the first e- email, Rick. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna grass you up for this. Sir Juliet Mills, I think, was the first. No, 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 no. I, I, it was. I think it came out Sir Joan Mills. Joan Mills. A, that yeah. was it. Joan Mills. <laughs> it, was a, it was a typo. I had yeah. one crooked finger. I'll let you off. Blame it on. I'll let you off. What, what was John Mills, John Mills like? Uh, well, interestingly, when I got to know uh, when I got to know Sir John. Uh, I had interviewed him on a radio show that I did here in the States, a nostalgia-oriented radio show. And uh, he was coming out with a book at that time. I believe it was called Still Memories. Uh, and the book is probably still around somewhere. He and his son uh, put out the book. And so off the air, uh, we had a, an in-depth conversation. And Sir John said to me, you know, Rick, my, my daughter Haley has moved to New York. And he said, uh, do you know who Haley is? And my answer to him was, and he said to me, maybe you could look out for her. Here's her phone number. Maybe you could help her. Well, to me, that was incredible. Uh, Haley uh, was busy, but Juliet, uh, beautiful Juliet Mills, and uh, and Max Caulfield, Juliet's husband, uh, I booked them for an autograph signing show yeah. in in Coventry. And I went out there with them, and Sir John Mills called me on the phone, and and I will tell you, at this point, he was nearly totally blind, yeah. well in his 90s, or in his 90s, and he asked me, did I think that I could ask the producer of this autograph show if they would have room for Sir John Mills? <laughs> now, Fantastic. you have to understand, I'm Jewish. Yeah. And that's like God asking you if he could come to your bar mitzvah. (laughs) (laughs) So I said to the producer, do you have room for one more? Now, Juliet was booked in there, and and so was... um, uh, so was uh, uh, Maxwell. I also brought Margot Kidder uh, to that to that uh, program. Yeah. Uh, in any event, uh, I, he said, "Well, I don't know, Rick, if I could squeeze somebody in. Uh, who do you have in mind?" I said, "Well, what about Sir John Mills?" And he made the same noise I did, <laughs> like that. And John came, and it, because he was blind, he was with a nurse, uh, and nobody knew he was blind. And every time he would, he'd look right up at the people who was talking to him. I love you, John. I love you, Sir John. And they would, they would purchase an autographed picture from him. He gave the money to charity. And his, his nurse, who was just beautiful, when he was about to sign the picture, she would hold his hand and place it on uh, the picture where he was to sign. Yeah. And he would sign it. He would personalize it. And most people had no idea. Yeah. He couldn't see them. And it was absolutely fabulous. And they figured Sir John would only be at his table for maybe one or two hours a day. It was a three-day show. 
he was there before all of us, and he was the last one to leave the room. Old school. Proper old, old school. school. Absolutely. Rick, what a... Rick, I have, amazing I have, family. I have to, I, th- this half an hour has just flown by. We're going to get you back. Um, we'll, we'll definitely get you back because I could talk to you all night. You, you yeah. need, you need to write a book, Rick. That, that, I'm I telling am. you now. You, are, you, are you doing it? Thank you. I am. Yes. Brilliant. The name of the book is going to be titled "I Thank My Lucky Stars." Beautiful. And it will be Love a pictorial with me and eight million celebrities and a wonderful <laughs> little anecdote about each one. Uh, I'm going to be announcing it. Uh, I was I was hoping for later this year, but I think uh, I have to live a little longer before the book's going to come out. So okay. it'll probably be early early next year right. that I will have the book out. Rick. And thank you for asking. That's Rick, very nice. Rick, we're going to get you on when the book comes out. We're, let, let's see if we can get you on before then as well, because that, that, that'll be too long. I've got two two tweets from the loads we've got. Um, there's someone who is anonymous. They just call themselves Mr. New York and says, Rick is a very old friend of mine from New Jersey. I was his lawyer years ago. There's no names. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you owe the money, Rick. I don't know. And Scott says, can you get me Jenny Cupcakes' autograph, please? Ah, that's very cute. (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) yeah, if uh, anybody could write to me, uh, they go to my, uh, they go to the Magic Shop website, if they'd like, for Jenny Cupcakes. And there's an (laughs) email address. Let them just drop me a letter and I will get them Jenny Cupcakes. Don't, you'll you'll encourage all the perverts, Rick. It's such a thrill to talk to you, man. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Talk to you again. Thank you very much indeed. Rick Sapphire, I mean, proper old school... Hollywood entertainment chat. Wasn't he delightful? Oh, we're getting back. That's our showbiz correspondent, guys. It's only Rick Sapphire. That was wonderful. If you want to go and see Jenny Cupcakes, you know, themagicshop.info, themagicshop.info. Right, the show starts again. 08444991000. Oh, we've got uh, got two good things uh, tonight. We've got a question. The question is, what have you done in a room? Uh, and we're also going to play Plum or Player. 0844-499-1000. 0844-499-1000. Come in for a second, Catherine. Or come in for a bit. I don't mind. Okay. Um, he was brilliant, wasn't he? He was so wonderful. I really wasn't sure what to expect. And I'll send you. I'll show you a, um, a link he sent me earlier on about um, someone else he represents. And I thought he was going to mention her, and he uh-huh. didn't. Go to that one because this microphone has gone all to, okay. to, to, to cock because uh, we've opened that one. There we go. Let's. Uh, that sounds better. Um, he he he, he, rep- <laughs> he represents mm-hmm. um um this woman. Right. He, wait, brilliant, absolutely brilliant guest. Right, we'll get him back and definitely we'll get when, when he's got that book on. But we'll, we'll, we'll get him back before. But he represents this woman who was like in a famous advert for a sex line. Like about thirty years ago. Okay. I'll show you the. Um, and I thought he was going to mention her. Where is his email? Um, Angie Brown. That's it. So this is. This, <laughs> oh wow. That's her then. That's her now. Here's what, the original. Was that, that was just, that was sexy then. Wasn't here's it? the original poster of American model Angie Brown that was seen on the walls of colleges, students around the world in the 1990s, and that's her today. So 90s. It's a, it's a young woman. Well, it looks very 80s. Yeah. She hasn't got the dog in the. the well, there's still be quite dead now, isn't it? Yeah, but it's still quite a lot of fur. <laughs> in 1991, when the internet, I'll you, see what's coming in a minute, was in its infancy, a photo of a sexy teenage talking on the telephone while displaying an awesome pair of legs was becoming the first picture to be downloaded <laughs> more than a million times. Wow. This was on the CompuServe bulletin board service. Um, her white poodle was known as Lucky. <laughs> um, there we go. Now, he represents her now. 
And if you want to know what we're looking at, not safe for work, Angie Brown model. Who says red lace looks tacky? Lucky she's got a cushion there, otherwise we'd... Um... No, poodle, you say. Wow. That's uh, with Jerry. It's, um... It's, 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 it's strange, isn't it? Well, I mean... Uh, that's where I thought he was going when he talked about the, um... The, the, the client. But... There's not many of them old-school old school showbiz um, people left and it, it, it just you know just brilliant it just but absolutely also, br- i love that he kind of interviewed himself didn't he? oh he, oh boy oh boy you know it, uh, it, it he is from a, a certain tradition and generation of old school jewish and i think the jewish thing is quite important in this um uh performers and showbiz people where uh, you're right i could have gone out for half an hour and it would ju- would have been just as good if not better radio the word is raconteur yeah oh yeah and he knows how to tell... He's told those stories a hundred uh-huh. times. But he and, knows what you want. Yeah. And he knows what will make you happy. Mm. Totally. I love it. And I, you know I'm obsessed with Jerry Lewis at uh-huh. the moment. I'm constantly watching videos and stuff like that. So to be that close... he I've asked him what are the chances of getting Jerry on the show. He said, none. It won't happen. In, in all his time, he's only ever known Jerry Lewis do two radio interviews, and one of those was with, with Dean Martin in the 50s. He said, but, but, if you write a letter... And I send it to Rick. He will pass that letter on to Jerry. Jerry Lewis will see a letter that I'm going to write, begging him to come on this show. Here's a tip. Why didn't you write it on mauve paper and not put your name on it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I really enjoyed that. I was, it's one of those, Rick was a real punt. I really didn't know what we were going to get. And that was just superb absolutely superb you know and just... we didn't even scrape the top no there. oh no no not at all so we're getting back you know he's banging on about d d we didn't even really talk about d martin all of it his mum worked for irving berlin i mean and that was like the first throwaway sentence goodness sakes but the thing was it didn't sound massively name droppy that was no not at all even though they were clanking all over the place I actually this camera a little bit um it was um what an absolutely delightful, delightful gentleman! Yeah, lovely. Him, remind me to send him a, a, a lovely email. In fact, I'll do it during the, one of the um, one of the calls. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Michael, Jim, Kyle, Allen, stay there. We'll come to you in a second. So we've got a game, and the game was inspired by us um, um, out out and about. The game's called Plum or Player, and <laughs> it, it wasn't was in- called that, but we we've toned it down for radio. Well, it was called Pre. <laughs> Prius. It's called Prit Stick or Player. <laughs> Can I borrow your pen? Yeah, sure, and there it's... it is. Ow. So, what it was inspired by is yeah. we saw a gentleman, and he didn't even look like a hipster, or poor, walking down the street, and he had a proper Sony Walkman cassette player, and he was turning the tape round. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we went, is he a Prit Stick? Well, well, let's say Plum. <laughs> Is he a plum or a player? And we both went for plum, didn't we? Did no, you I said player? he was a player. Why do you think he was a player? Because I like a cassette. I like a cassette Walkman. I think. But he's... you said if he was yeah. ha- if he had a CD Walkman, yeah. then he would be a player. And I think no, that's that's plumish. CD no, c- the CD Walkmans. You obviously weren't spending the Walkmen. right money. Huh? Walkmen. Walkmans. The plural. Walkmans. The CD Walkmans were 
awesome. They didn't skip. Mine used to skip. Well, you had a cheap one. I had to hold it flat, and that kind of defeats the object no, of having you a walk me. I couldn't walk with it. I'd, I'd sit, sit still with it. I bought a really nice one at the airport, uh, at some airport in America. Really nice, and it was beautiful. And when it when it broke... I, I bet was, it was a bargain as well, wasn't it? Oh, it was a bargain. Uh, it was in the days when duty-free was duty-free. Yeah, yeah. And it was stunning, absolutely stunning. And when it broke, I was gutted. Mm-hmm. I was devastated because it was one of the coolest gadgets I'd ever had in my life. I remember the first time my friend James Bobin, who directed the last two Muppet movies, um, he showed me an MP3 player and it could hold 120 songs. And I remember looking and going, that's rubbish. And it, his was rubbish because it was from Japan and he plugged it into an English socket without an adapter and it blew up. Oh. That's um, an expensive lesson. Um so, plum or player, we will give out a series of scenarios. You can as well. We came up with a few, didn't we? Yeah. Um, um, someone doing a wheelie. A gr- an adult doing, doing a, wheelie. a wheelie. On a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Not a motorbike. On a bicycle, plum. Yeah. On a motorbike, player. Okay. Um, Here's one. Yeah. Again, on a, mo- uh, on a cycle, a bicycle. Yes. Someone doing no hands who's an adult. Plum. Plum. Anyone o- over the age of 14 riding a bicycle without hands is a plum. Mm-hmm. Simple as. You got it, guys? 0844-499-1000. What are you saying? Saying there was a lot of swearing in it, and I could have um, bleeped the whole lot to emphasise the swear factor. I know, but I, I know thought, what editing is. Yeah, but you don't know what classy editing is. We I kept the spirit of it without making it overly sweary. Earlier on today... Uh, I interviewed Imani Coppola, who is, I, I, I genuinely think, is it? Did you edit out my swears? Because I was swearing S- to sound Some of cool. them, man, because you were showing off. Uh, I genuinely think she's genius. You may remember she had a hit about 20 years ago with Legend of a Cowgirl. And some of you may have heard of Little Jackie, which is kind of um, uh, the sort of poppy um, duo she formed with a guy called Adam Palin, I think. Uh, and they had a couple of, sort of minor hits. She's brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant. And we were supposed to talk to her last week, and um, I don't know, she was a bit confused. Mm-hmm. And it didn't happen. We, we, we phoned her up, and she said, oh, I'm, I forgot, I'm not, I'm not ready. Can you call back in an hour? And we phoned up. She went, yeah, hello who is this she's forgotten again. Ian. who okay so we talked we, we talked to her today and i emailed her yesterday to check she was okay i emailed her two hours before and uh and then she mercilessly bullied me for um for doing that and uh we interviewed her i'm so glad we pre-recorded it it was the sweariest interview i have ever been involved in she and- made billy Connolly look like the queen wowzers i don't know if we have enough bleeps in the computer system to to make it work um it, it's brilliant and i tell you what we're going to do tonight yeah we are gonna we're gonna have a world premiere why not we'll do it tonight we'll have a world premiere and we'll play the one song off her new album which isn't she hasn't even got a, a label to release this album on yet she's gonna she's she, told us the title of the album and we, no one else knows it i can't remember what the title was hypocrite that was a hypocrite it is the the, the, the record is the sweariest funniest darkest angriest thing i've heard in a long time and it is just wonderful she's kind of a swearier angrier american lily allen yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. With a bit of Amy Winehouse in there. A little bit, yeah. Um, but we'll play the one song on there that isn't full of swears. Are you sure? Yeah, no, it's it's fine, it's fine. I've listened to I've I've played it with the boys, it's fine. It is... Anyone who knows what music I'm into, when you hear the beginning, you'll go, why is he listening to this rubbish? Because it's brilliant. It has got the catchiest chorus 
I have heard, and it's, it, I think it's, I think it's, I genuinely think she's a genius, and I'm going to do my darndest to A, make her, um, uh, my next wife, and B, get her to come over here and do some gigs. I think that could, people, that can be done, can't it? Well, one of them can. Um, well, okay, forget the gigs. Um, so, but we'll play that, we might play that out next week. I, uh, um, play it later this week or next week. It's a brilliant interview, and it's one, it's the mo- one of the most honest interviews I've ever heard. Oh my goodness, the woman has no self-edit button no. at all, and that's great, because, you know, sometimes you're talking to people, and you can tell they're holding back. There's something there, and they're not going to tell you about it, or they make out everything is absolutely glorious. She does not... She's she's she really angry. Not cover stuff up. Right. Does she? She's really angry, and this album is a very angry album. I said, "Imani, why are you so angry?" She says, "Do you want to go there?" I said, "Yeah, I want to go there." She goes, "Right. Well, when I was a kid, I was called the M word, and I, I've got mixed parents, and my my dad was called an N lover, and people came and uh, firebomb the house." Uh, whoa and it's 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 breathtaking and so refreshing in its honesty. In its honesty, there's no. Um, and she kind of touches on the thing about, you know, had she played the game a bit better 20 years ago or differently, she might be in a different place financially and career-wise. But don't we all have those moments? Yeah, yeah. But She's you- like nearly, like me, she's nearly 40, right? Yeah. And that's when you start looking back and going, ah, you know what, my principles yeah. and how what I f- my natural inclination at the time to say, no, I'm not going to put up with that. Maybe I didn't do myself any favours there. I, um, oh, Ben... Sod off. Just sod, Ben, just sod off. Stop comparing me to Partridge, you twit. You're, you're blocked on my Twitter feed and I can block you on this one. Just, it's not funny. Why can't you understand it's an insult? Mm. Why do you think it's funny? Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I've completely lost Oh, the moments where you realise that you didn't do yourself any favours. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Oh, I know what it is. It's um, after years of doing local radio and doing where you interview people who have been PR trained uh-huh. to within an inch of their personality. Yeah, you can hear when they're glossing yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. And this is the complete opposite of that. The complete opposite. She would be one of those those PR people. They're absolute nightmare because yeah. she's going to say what she's thinking at that moment, the moment she's thinking it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's brilliant. We'll play it out next week. But tonight, after 11, we'll play it. I'm guessing it's going to be the single off the, off the record because it's brilliant. And But it's a world premiere. It's a genuine world premiere. Uh, the, uh, the, um, what's it called? The uh, FaceTime Continuum. Mm-hmm. Even that's a brilliant title. Uh, we've got loads of calls that have been waiting for ages. So let's crack through these. Let's go to Michael. Evening, Michael. Oh, finally. Thank God. Well, so you, well, hang on. You say that. You've only been waiting 13 and a half minutes, and oh, some, wow. people have, some people have been waiting 16 minutes. Oh, okay. So you kind right. of jumped the queue, so I can okay. I can fix it that you wait 16 minutes, no, no, if no. you like. No, 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 I'll take my 13 and a half. No, Thank no. you very much. You're very welcome, Michael. What you so, got uh, yeah, great, great show. I appreciate um, your energy, and you bring it on every time. I don't know how you do it. Drugs. <laughs> ah, okay. It's drugs. Um, yeah. Uh, I've got a question that no one seems to be able to answer. Yeah, I'll answer it. So, okay, so, e- um, so I, w- w- you know, I work in London, and you go out for lunch, you have your sandwich, yeah. and there's nowhere, nowhere to sit. So my question is, why is there so um, few benches in London? Why is there so few benches in London? I know what 
Michael Mink. Michael, where are you? I'm detecting an accent. Where are you from? Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew that was going to come up. No, it's not, you know. I think, it, no, I think it's relevant. I just want to know where you come from and no, how many how is that relevant? Hold on, how is that relevant? Well, if you, if you, if you... Because of your expectations. I will, I will, I will tell you why it's relevant, Michael. Go on. Because I want to know how many benches you've got in your country. Ah, uh, as in, as in, buzz off back to where you came from, that kind of thing. As in what? No, 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 I'm just joking, playing yes. around. But, well, um, but how many, what, what, what city do you, did you originate from? Okay, well, come on, this, I mean, I'm, I have no, no issues discussing that, but I just don't see how that's relevant. Well, you do to, seem to, to have an issue discussing that. Um, well, okay, well, I'll tell you where I'm from, but first of all, can you try and just answer the question? Well, no, because I, I am, you. I am answering, <laughs> what is, I am, you're Polish, right? Oh, how did you know that? Because <laughs> it's obvious, dude. So what, okay. what I mean, I, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna say Warsaw. Yeah. Right? Am I right? Yes, that's I detected right. the. See, I knew the accent, right? So, th so there's no point in playing games with me, Michael. Oh, I will okay. get to the truth eventually. <laughs> how many now? How many yeah. benches does Warsaw yeah. have? Um, not that many. Probably same sort of a situation. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. I, I know. I think I know why. I know for a fact, right? Yeah. That Warsaw, and I know this for a fact, has um, it's about two fifths of the number of benches per capita that london has well still there is not enough sitting in yeah. london well, to go out and well but there's there are there are which, there are, which is what, there, are there are there are um three times as many benches per person in london than there are in warsaw yeah but i'm, I'm not in warsaw i still want to have my sandwich in london where i work don't i well if you do weren't you... all over here then maybe we you <laughs> maybe <laughs> no. we could sit down do you want the sensible answer <laughs> yes too cold, isn't it? What's the point in putting benches out when actually, probably, I would say, out of 52 weeks of a year, you spend 49 crouching indoors to try and get away from the rain? It doesn't cost anything to put up some benches outside. You know, there's plenty it does, of it does well, actually. It, it, it literally does. It literally well, costs quite a bit of money to put a bench out. Well, uh, <laughs> so next question. So, no, there is no next question. Well, the I mean, thing the, is, it depends. The, when are you eating your lunch? What time are you eating your lunch? Well, I actually tend to eat my lunch uh, when everyone else is back at work. So I, I tend to have late, right. late lunch. Right. Hang on a second. So can you sit down? I, I can, yeah. Actually, thanks, I can. thanks for calling, Michael. <laughs> thanks very much for calling. Michael. Thanks for calling. Wow, Benchgate. <laughs> <laughs> what was that about? What's that attitude? Man alive. I'm good with the accents though, aren't I? That was a lucky flute. Right? I, I know it was. The stats the stats I gave out were correct though. Were they? Yeah. Can I just ask can I just ask the people that are sending me pornographic images of our new Prime Minister, I don't know where you got them from. I suspect it's pretty darn close to treason. Well, treason may. Um <laughs> Uh, but so could you whoever it is and i can't see the name and but, also i've seen them now and um that you can't unsee that and uh i've got yeah it's just i've got a very delicate constitution if you could stop that please i and i, I honestly would would i mean i don't know if a woman <gasps> of that age is so um well i'm sure she is particular mm. that reminds me yeah that rude restaurant we went to today which rude restaurant 
The Rude Restaurant, the one where you sent me to the bathroom to investigate what was going oh, on in the women's bathroom, because the men's bathroom was, let's just say, explicit. The boss took us to a, to a, 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 a swanky, swanky's the word, um, if you move the letters around, um, a hipster meat joint, and it was great, the meat was incredible. Mm. I went to the toilet, and there was this weird, sort of, it was like a, like a, it was like a TV screen with a woman on it, right? But she reacted to, and I, and I know, because I stood there, I waved at her, and she, she reacted. waved back. She reacted, right? <laughs> she was about 20. She was naked. She was shaven. How do I know? You could see it. <laughs> and she was just, it was, she was. T- Did you go in the cubicles? No, I didn't go do in you the cubicles. So you didn't see the wallpaper? No. Oh, it had very rude silhouettes. Oh, gosh, no. One of them, I couldn't work out whether they were doing a wee on the floor or whether they had a big stick. It was, uh, I, I don't know what was going on. It was the weirdest thing. The same was happening in the female toilets, although when you asked me what I could see, I told you it was rabbits and kittens. What the, Jim, what the hell is that, man? It's a very good question. Thank you, Jim. What have you got? Have, you got, have you got an attitude for us tonight? Uh, uh, last call, is it? Hello, Ian. It's Jim, who phoned up drunk once and went on about Radiant Silvergum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jim, do you remember this? Jim didn't remember making the phone call. He was so steaming. Oh. <laughs> Always talking absolute tonight, nonsense. Yes. Um, I've, I've listened to the full show and I've made some quick notes to, re- to remind me to have something to say when I phoned up. Okay, not essential for any new listeners, but oh, it, no, it helps, you know, yeah. So I wondered why Michael, who phoned up earlier, was so picky about seating. Yes. Um, I think bus stop, train station, floor, which is called the ground when you're outside, perched on a bollard. Or hovering over people are fine places to eat lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we we, yeah. we went to Legoland recently, and I, it can it it can be said that there are certainly not enough benches in Legoland. Yeah. There's really not. Well, the ones are, are tiny. You can't fit on there. Considering unless how easy it is to not want up when you're there. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and there's not enough benches, but you find you find places. You per you perch, yeah. you perch. Maybe that perch in Poland. You're telling me there is no way to create your own bench when you're at Legoland. Well, they don't. They don't give you free Lego to uh, and oh, to, take, to build an actual bench would take flipping ages. Ah, oh, right. So, I'm picturing a scenario where there was giant Lego bricks. And all that, but that would be an excellent that would, scenario. No, that would be uh, that's Duplo world. That's Duplo world within Legoland, and yeah, Duplo, Duplo world is for under three year olds, and we don't go yeah, there anymore. There's never a shortage of seating in Duplo world. <laughs> no, plenty. You're right. Absolutely, plenty of seats at Duplo world. Uh, the, now, the re- now I've made some notes before people started speaking. Disappointing presents. Yeah. Um, it's my daughter's fifth birthday on Thursday, yeah. and she was very much into Frozen, and um, we watched another musical, I can't remember what it was, uh, the other one that's like Frozen, Tangled, and she loved it, and she said, Daddy, what's these films with singing? So I said, oh, well, watch the best musical of all time, which is Little Shop of Horrors, I oh, thought. Really? <laughs> appropriate for a five-year-old. Well, I remember there being a happy ending, so I thought, oh, well, it'll be all right. Yeah. I can skip through a few bits, like when he chops up Steve Martin, I can skip through that and then just say, oh, don't worry about that. Um, and I own the DVD upstairs, I will say, but I did stream the film. Yeah, okay. And I did not know there's an alternate ending. Oh. <laughs> and it was the version with the alternate ending where he feeds Audrey to Audrey 2, and then Audrey 2 goes on a rampage, and that's the end of the film. Oh, flipping it. And that's the one you showed to your kid? That was a five-year-old. Oh, yeah, mate. And how's she I doing know. now? Is she still the nightmares? Shaking, shivering. <laughs> no, she's fine. Um, so I, she, no, she loved it, to be honest. Mm. Um, so I thought, awesome present. I'm going to order a Venus flytrap. <gasps> and I found the little shop of horrors, huh? 
website where they sell Venus flytraps. So yeah, I, I bet for a massive for a massive markup, you can buy them down the the yeah, nursery for for a quid. Yeah, yeah, it was twelve quid. You can I mean, get yeah. for a quid. They cost a quid because yeah, we yeah. keep well, buying it, them. It described it being big. I was thinking this is going to be like one that they've looked after. Jim, stay there. We're going to find out exactly how big that rip off Venus flytrap was after this. Talk radio. So, Jim, how big was the twelve pound Venus flytrap? <laughs> It was ultimately disappointing. Uh, very just normal, just just as you would imagine. Normal. Not even one one that stuck out a little bit. Jim, thank you very much indeed. You can get them for a quid at the local nursery for crying out loud. This is Talk Radio. Here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um. You know, there's like loads of terrorism and stuff kicking off, yeah. You know that there's loads of, of, of terrorism going on. You know, people with guns and bombs and knives and stuff, right? And we're going to allow drones to deliver packages to people's homes? Does anyone else think that that's, I don't know, maybe a bit stupid? <laughs> I just think that sounds a bit ridiculous. Does that worry you, Alan Caddick? Oh, hang on a minute, I've got the fader. Does that worry you, Alan? Alan? I think Alan's fallen asleep again. No. Alan! He's fallen asleep again. Alan! For crying out loud, Alan. I mean, he's a serial offender. Well, we know that, but I'm just talking about him falling asleep, first of all. Alan! How is this possible? How is this actually possible that he falls asleep? Carl, can we get Carl back? How is this actually possible that he can fall asleep on the phone twice? What kind of crazy... Maybe... I don't know, maybe he phones us too much. <laughs> well, the listeners voted to keep him. Well, then the they... The donk. <laughs> Well, well, well let's, let's, they asked for it. Then. Let's go to Carl. Evening, Carl. Evening. You okay? Yeah, good. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. By the way, this is what happened last time. Yeah. You fell asleep as well. Kyle came in off the bat, uh, saved the day. We're we're stuck in a time warp again. Mm. Oh well, never mind. Never mind. These things happen. What you got for us, Carl? Well, I learned something today. I thought it might be interesting to you. Oh yeah. Well, um, so basically in Rochdale, we had uh, we have got like a venue, Chapman's Hall. Uh, but You've got a what? I've, I can't, I'm struggling to hear on this headphones. You've got a what? Uh, sorry, a, a venue. Yeah, a venue. Uh, yeah, called Chatness Hall. Chatness Hall? Chatness Hall. Do you know it, Kath? I'm not sure whether you Shatner's, would know it. Chatness Hall? No. Chatness Chat- whose hall? Chatness Hall. Chatness Hall. Chatness Whores. Chatness Hall. Chatness Hall. Chatness Hall. Say. Okay, so, right, that's a strange name for a venue, Chatness Hall. But oh, okay. well, they call them all sorts. Chatness Hall. Yeah, Chatness Hall. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, I didn't realise there were lots of bands there that played in the 70s, like Elvis Costello was there one day with a stiff tour. But what I didn't realise... I I just, might... Let me interrupt for a second. Mm. I don't get Elvis Costello. Apart from, <laughs> apart from Oliver's Army, and we were talking the other day about songs where you sing upbeat songs, um, and you go, yeah, upbeat songs. That's about um, apartheid in South Africa, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. Oliver's Army, yeah, you sing it, upbeat song. It's got the N-word in it. Yes. Yeah. It's got the N-word in it. We used to play it on three counties. I know. <laughs> well, less they, white N. And he does another, um, 
He does another song, The Other Side of Summer, which is a Beach Boys pastiche, mm-hmm. but it's about homeless people. Yeah. Or something. He's a deep thinker. Oh. Yeah. He's got glasses. Yeah. That's I don't, a great song. Don't like him. Don't like him. I think he's oh. uh, very clever, but I just, uh, I've never been able to get it. No, he's, 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 um, he's an Irish Dylan. He's not Irish. Yeah. No. He's from London. He's Irish. He's Irish heritage. Well, I mean, yeah, so am I, but I'm not Irish. Well, no, but he's, he's, he's Irish heritage. De- Declan McManus is his name, isn't it? Is that his real name, Declan McManus? Declan Patrick Aloysius McManus. There yeah, you go, you see? He knows, he knows. You see, De- Declan McManus, and you're saying he's not Irish, Catherine. Well... Declan McManus. Well, my name is Catherine Boyle, right? I don't know if you've noticed. Yes, Can't and you're... Can't be much more Irish than that, and I'm not Irish at all, really. I'm we, like an we eighth. Know, we know, you're um, Jamaican. I'd like an eighth. We know that you're Jamaican. <laughs> anyway, Kyle, continue a civil play about Shatner's whores. Well, I, I thought you would like this, Ian. Well, and possibly Kath. We'll uh, in, so in the 70s, anyway, it was a big music venue. I didn't know this until tonight. Um, so lots of different bands played there, but apparently the Sex Pistols are going to play there one day. And they got stopped from playing because our local MP at the time said, no, that band cannot play here. It would corrupt the youth of Rochdale. And that MP was Cyril Smith. Oh! And he corrupted the youth of Rochdale by forcing himself on them sexually. Yeah, that was a famous um, a famous Sex Pistols tour that I, I think they only played about three dates in this whole tour. My Sex mm. Pistols knowledge is a little bit shaky. Um, it's a long time since I've seen The Filth and the Fury. Um, uh, 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 and basically the whole they, the whole tour was pretty much canc- cancelled by people like, <laughs> like Cyril Smith, um, who, uh, who, who banned them from playing in the venues. It was when the local authorities could ban... Local authorities could ban bands, and they could also ban movies. So the local council could ban movies, which is why um, The Life of Brian... Wasn't it wasn't banned in, across the country, but it was banned in certain areas, and I think they were showing it in 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 like Newquay or Cornwall or something. So loads of people would travel down there because they couldn't see it anywhere else because local authorities had banned it. Those places have always been very free and easy. Yeah, haven't they? Just haven't they? Just well, is this is Shatner's Hall still open? Uh, well, it's just funny enough. It was just about to reopen. That's why I, uh, I heard about it this evening. Well, then, what you need to do is, Kyle, is you need to um, start a Sex Pistols tribute act, and you need to book yourself in there to write the wrongs that were were committed all those years ago. What I'm going to do is I'm going to become an overweight paedophile, oh. and I'm going <laughs> to and I'm going to ban you from playing there uh, as a, a repeat. Of history, because they're all stuck in a time loop. You, you, you can't do that. The other thing, by the way, I, I was going to ask you, um, if you're going uh, with lovely Catherine up to Edinburgh, yeah. you could stop down at Manchester on the way, if you're on the West Coast line. What, what by parachuting you... from the plane? No, you no. could stop off in Manchester Piccadilly, as you know, Catherine, and Ian, you could do... The talk, uh, you know, the Ian Lee versus Radio. You could do that in Manchester, Barnley, for all the North West fans. Yeah, well, you, you, yes, yes, or Cyril Smith could stop me. And also, we're cu- we're, we'll be travelling by aeroplane. Oh. So, 
Um, no, but, um... This, it's a thought. But in St Albans, that's near Manchester, the second Sunday of November, although apparently there's something else booked in that evening and I've not had it quite confirmed yet, so we'll wait and see, but some one Sunday in November in St Albans. I think my, I think my friend is going to go and see you in St Albans, by the way. Well, it's, it's somewhere? Uh, St Albans. Get out of here, you pervert. St, St Albans. What is that all about? Uh, Alan? Oh! Hey, woken hey. up. What happened there, fella? Oh, I don't know. I fell asleep again. <laughs> oh, how's, how's your mum doing? She's doing better. Oh, well, that's good news. Hey, listen, there is a slim chance, Alan. Yeah? That, well, this morning, I was interviewed by the brilliant Miranda Sawyer for yeah. the brilliant, not as good as the Sun, Observer newspaper. Right. Oh, the board sheets. The, the broad sheets, one of the intellectual newspapers. She's writing about late night radio. Yeah. And she wanted to interview me. Yeah. And do you know who I talked about, Alan? Katie Hopkins? No. The who? You! Wow! Yeah! You might be mentioned in The Observer, along with Nigel from Maidstone. Oh. Oh, I think I know what the subject might have been. Look at that. I don't know if you will get a mention, but I mentioned you by name, and I mentioned Nigel from Mason, and basically she was asking, um, I mean, the, the, the opinion that I formed, and I think she agreed with that, but I don't want to put words in the mouth, we'll read the article, is that um, late night radio, she kind of meant through the night, like one till five, is... She kind of uh, uh, meant sort of through the night um, is is pretty much dead at the moment, apart from a few little exceptions. And I bigged up the two mics. Oh, just say that for two mics, don't mate. Yeah, I do like the two mics. I, although I can only stand an hour of it before it, it drives me nuts. But um, and, and and one of the things that that we both missed from late night radio is the sense of community yeah. that you get. And she said, "Well, do you you get regular callers, don't you? What? How do you feel about that?" And I said, "Well." We do get regular callers, and in about a year's time, when we have more callers, the regular callers will be, there will be more spaces between the regular callers, but I am a fan of regular callers. For example, we have Alan Caddick, who who phones in and gets upset when he's not the first caller, and we were all very touched and saddened to hear that his mum was a little bit poorly, and we have Nigel from Maidstone, who's a fruitcake. And um, you never know, Alan, you, my friend, could be in The Observer. To it. Yes, and when it happens, Read that Sarah. Who? Sarah, who didn't like the show yesterday. Was there someone called Sarah who didn't like the show yesterday? I don't remember. Oh, Sarah. Oh, on Twitter. Oh, silly sausage, Sarah. Silly sausage, Sarah. Hang on a minute. We've got someone who wants to talk to you. Yeah, yes, Sally. Lady Kadonk. It was Sally, not Sarah. Hi, Lady Kadonk. Hello. Yeah, hi. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, good news on me, mum today. Oh, how is she? Uh, she's feeling a bit better. I'm going to be Good. visiting her tomorrow, but she's a lot better than she was yesterday. Good, that's good news. Well, she's, she's done antibiotics at the moment. Did the, did the, did the doctors pump her? Well, she's got an <laughs> IV drip in her. Yeah, you pumped her full of drugs. I oh, pumped her full of drugs is what I meant, Catherine. Did the doctor give her an injection? A medicine injection, Catherine, for crying out loud! (laughs) Did he, did, Did um... Give her the once-over. 
No, no, Miss Boyle. Just yeah, a Catherine. check up is what I'm saying. Did he? Did, did he? Um, did he get her down on the bed? <laughs> oh, I meant uh, the hospital bed so that she could be treated for crying out loud. Did he? Did he give her? A good see it. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's your message. This is court radio. <laughs> oh, this is dear. filthy talk this radio. Is, this is, hey, this, that's not bad. We should do, we should have a digital offshoot of talk radio called filthy dirty talk, talk. Dirty talk radio. Alan. Oh, they got There's a lady kadonk. Are you coming to Ian Lee versus Radio in, when is it, Ian? In November? It's, it's in St Albans. Oh, I'm waiting for when he comes to Birmingham, and I'm definitely getting for tickets for Birmingham. So you don't you don't fancy the Horn, then, Alan? <laughs> well, is it a place called the Horn? I did two shows in Birmingham. Well, I didn't know about it because it was before the station came about. Is it for? Don't get a taxi like um, No Taylor. You used to phone me on the. Fifty quid for a taxi going from Birmingham to St Albans. Okay. You you used to phone me on the radio station I was working on at the time, Alan. What? Free County? No, WM. Yeah, only on a Saturday morning. That's if I wasn't on the allotment with my mum and dad. Okay, well, that's fun, fun times. Well, Alan, did we get to the point of your call? Yeah, I want to play no more player. Okay. Um, Kath, you're better at setting the scenarios. Give Alan a scenario for okay. plum or player. Okay, here we go. Here we okay. go. This is a tricky one. This okay. is a tricky one. Ready? Fifteen-year-old on a hoverboard. You know what those are, right? Yeah. On a hoverboard in McDonald's. Plumber player. Uh, I would have to say thirty percent player, seventy percent plum. Oh, I uh, think we're ab- Anna, playing absolutes, aren't we? Anna, what would you say, plum or player? Fifteen-year-old kid in in a shop on a hoverboard. Plum. Yeah, you, you, you're right. Although, That's one. It's one. Don't they get licensed to be plums? No, no, no. With fourteen and under, but fifteen. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, it's my one, mistake. I'm just amending one, my notes. I've got one. It's one nil to uh, Anna. Okay, Alan, away you go. This is for Anna. Right. A thirty-five-year-old yeah. waiting for a bus, yeah. singing from, from the top of his voice with an MP3 player. Mm. Alan, can I just check one thing? Um, it's not me. Okay, that's that one thing I wanted to check. How old are you, by the way? Thirty-six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're thirty-six, Caddy. <laughs> I didn't know that. You sound about Born fifty. Two days after Valentine's. God, you're okay. younger than me. Um, um, what's he sing? Okay, we got to get specific then. What's he singing? Mr. Blobby. Plum. Oh well, come on. Plum. Plum. It's definitely a plum. Plum. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a player, because it was, it was a mixtape that his nephew did for him. Well, you seem to know this fella. Is it a mate of yours? No. Is it really you? Come on. No, it's not me. Come He's on. 36. I... No, shifted the scenario over slightly. Hmm. I said he was 35. Oh. All right, here we go. Go on. I've got one. Okay. It's a 43-year-old man. Ian. <laughs> Goes to the cinema on his own, fills up the pick and mix with all the sweeties at the bottom. You've got the giant cola cubes with the sugar on top. Then you've got the chocolate raisins. Then you've got the fake teeth. Then 
you've got the tiny cola cubes that haven't got sugar on the cola bottles that haven't got sugar on top then you've got milk bottles then you've got smarties and then on the top you've got a sprinkling of the white chocolate mice yuck Player. i've not even finished it goes in the cinema and because it's dark and there's not many people there it's a 2 30 in the afternoon showing he puts his feet over the seat in front of him he undoes his belt and his top button button pop button of his jeans and he uh, he relaxes in the cinema <laughs> player or plum player plum Oh. Hang on, who said plum? Was that you, Alan? Yeah, I said plum. Hang on a minute. What, Alan, did you say plum? Yes, I did. Well, you're wrong. Catherine's right, he's player. Absolute <laughs> player. <laughs> I'm not masturbating. He's not masturbating. I thought for a moment there was going to be a hole in the bag, but no, no you, you pulled it back. No, yeah, exactly. No, I didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Kettering? No, no, stop going on about kettering! <laughs> Crying out loud. <laughs> what was that? I'm, not no, I'm, I'm cutting you both off now because you're getting on my nerves. There we go. <laughs> Why, what, you got no business with the sugar mice thing. They're oh, horrible. They're proper they're... horrible chocolate. Ooh, Disgusting. Ooh, I bet you like spangles and all. Uh, I, no, I've never liked spangles. Oh, they're like good boy doggy treats. You know spangles in a blooming, um, we're talking spangles, Catherine. Let's, Stop. we need a break. Alexis Conran was on Celebrity MasterChef. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Would. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it. How much does it pay? A is, load. Is the question. I bet it doesn't pay that much. I bet it's about a grand. And if you try a little bit, you end up with a cookbook. Um, what's a cookbook? No, I didn't say cookbook. What's like a cookbook? My grandma says cookbook. 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 Um, no, I wouldn't do that. I guess I've not been, uh, I guess I've not, I'm not doing Celebrity Big Brother as it starts this Thursday. I can tell everyone now, I had the meeting for it. <laughs> I had the meeting for Celebrity Big Brother. And they said, we think you're great, in. We think you'd be a lot of fun in the house. We'll get back to you. Now, Did it, they say, can you just slip your clothes off and go in that shower and let's see how you look through the frosted glass? It starts on Thursday. <clears throat> yes. I'm, there is still time for me well, said that. to receive that phone call. I did, I'm disappointed they didn't, um, they didn't offer it to me because I did go for the meeting. Um, uh, and had they asked me to do it, I was going to ask for, as you know, we've had this conversation, I was going to ask for ridiculous money. And um, I was going to take a punt. And if they came back and said, yes, we'll pay you ridiculous money, um, I would have done it. If they come back and said, no, we're only going to pay you 20 grand, I would not have done it. But they came back and they offered me, they didn't come back and they offered me nothing. So? I'd like to do it. No, I wouldn't. I, I, I would. It's one of those things where I, I, I had the meeting and I've all, they ask me every so often, they ask me to do the jungle one every year. Um, and they, they ask me big brother every once in a while. And I've always, um, turned down the meeting, but I went for the meeting and it was a measure of where I'm at and where I'm at is not big enough to be asked into celebrity big brother. So that's, that's, that's grounding. Well, well. Some of the people that are asked into Celebrity Big Brother are, are are being asked because people think that they can make fun of them or somehow capitalise on their on a scandal I, or on a downfall. Yeah, Try, I, I'm glad I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not bitter. I'm not doing it at all. I'm really glad I'm not doing it. I'm glad. That in, in some ways, I'm glad they didn't ask me and offer me the money that I w- wanted for it because it would have been a horrible situation. Well, you know, the big rumour is that David Cassidy's going in. 
Oh, what? And then and they're not asking him for anything other than Getting in the drunk. hope that they'll see him have some sort of breakdown. Oh, I'd like, if I was in there with Cassidy, I would I would save that man's ass. Well, for dinner. <laughs> no, I would. I would. I would save it. But uh, but it is a little bit. Um, galling not to, to to go for the meeting and then not be asked it's a little bit but that's ego that's just that's just ego um that is that is upset and that's it, you know oh, i just nothing. think there are very few winners in that program really oh i'd know how to play it though really yeah 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 yeah. could yeah. you be that restrained for that long yeah yeah i could i'd be all right actually my therapist went nuts when i told him i'd gone for the meeting said you're not doing it well i said well i'll be the judge of that he said ian you're not going to do it I said, well, I'll be the judge of that. He said, Ian, you are not going to do it. And we had we had a big argument. And he's right, I'm not going to do it. Rocky! Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Rocky. Ian, you listen to your therapist. Do not go near trash like Celebrity Big Brother. Well, an absolute scumbag. Anyway, listen, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I was phoning just a wee quickie when you're talking about um, sitting in the cinema. Hands down the front, right? Yes. Now, as you say... Nothing sexual at all, but I love when I'm watching TV, sitting with the with the um, the tracksuit bottoms on, a wee you, hand around the heels. You never said you were cupping yourself. You were holding sweeties, weren't you? Oh, wait a minute! Have I misread the situation here? You might have, Ian. Were you, were you, mm. cu- were you cupping yourself? Um, I, there was no cupping going on. No. Ah, right. Well, I'm taking it off on a tangent. Well, yes. now so we know a little bit more about you, Rocky, than we did before. Well, listen, my wife goes crazy, right? And now I've got I've got my, my son, he's 14. He does the same. As I say, nothing nothing at all sexual, but I just find it comforting just to, as I call it, cupping the hee-haws. Um, <laughs> just as you're, as you're, as you're uh, watching the telly. It's just relaxing. Are you with me, Ian? Help I, me, mate. Help I, me. I, I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Catherine, yep. I have to make a phone call. Can you take the uh, reins yeah. for just for two minutes? I just make, make a very quick phone call. Just send a message. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, I've been left slightly embarrassed now, eh? Hang on a minute. We can discuss this further. Don't be embarrassed. Hang on. Right, hang on. All right, here we go. Rocky, I'm all ears. Yes, well, that's kind of ends that conversation. I was hoping to compare notes on... Um, Cup in the heels, but well, I dare say you've perhaps you've been there. I don't know, but that's, I, that's I not for me to. I haven't been there, but I've been in your wife's position of, yes, of right. being in the room when that's happening. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's only fair to raise an, an eyebrow. Why? Uh, just well, just to wonder what what on earth is going on there. It's, I mean, how would you feel if she did it? What? what she she cupped her hoo ha. Wouldn't it bother me <laughs> if if uh, if it was uh, if there was no sort of sexual connotations if you, you're just sitting relaxing watching the telly and it's well do you know what it's a natural thing for me i, I sort of gravitate towards that area it, do you know um, what? It's, it's a natural thing for little boys isn't it mm, if you well, ever if you ever trouble you know if you're ever asking too many questions of a small boy he will he mm, will go for that area won't he just to he, he will go for the small boy yeah feeling mm. a bit insecure it's a, it's a comfort i think that's what it is it's the comfort thing isn't it well, actually, when I heard Ian mention that, I thought, whoa, I thought, bingo, this guy, this, this guy gets it. But obviously not. <laughs> not quite. Not, not, not quite. in the cinema, Rocky, I would suggest that you don't try that one either. Nah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not trying in the cinema, but as I say, in the comfort of your own house, with the uh, the Nike joggers on, yeah, and uh, what I call my jammies, when you've got your jammies on, 
it's all good as okay. far as I'm concerned. Well, but I must admit, Gareth, I am slightly embarrassed having this conversation with yourself. I thought it was going to be with a, a, a fellow male. Mm. But, um, but I'm I, fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. Do you know what? I've heard far worse. Do you know what? I'm actually a lot finer than I thought I was going to be with him. <laughs> He's <laughs> just nipped out. We back in a second. So he's right, still. Well, at least, I was just going to say, at least he didn't start uh, composing that email during my phone call, or, did, uh, or is that what he's doing? Maybe he's gone out to you know have a proper con- uh, concentrate about it. Um, oh, no, he's not. He's, I don't know what's going on, but he'll be. Back when he sees with, with the guy, um, sorry, I forgot the gentleman's name. Wow, what was his name? Ed. No, 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 no. The, the guy you had on it first, uh, Jerry Lewis's pal. Oh, Rick Sapphire. Rick, how can you forget a name like that? Rick Sapphire. When uh, Ian just sort of nonchalantly mentioned, I'm going to send him an email, probably during one of the calls. <laughs> uh, so you cheeky get. Eh? Yeah, well, he's taking the general public for the uh, granted there. Yeah, well, you be- All of a sudden I'm thinking maybe he is the kind of guy that, that deserves to go on to celebrity Big Brother. Well, I'll tell you what, I would love to see him in the jungle though. I would love to see him in the jungle. <laughs> the jungle's <laughs> The jungles, I mean, I, I, honestly, I cannot stand reality TV and everything it stands for, and I think it actually dumbs, dumbs us down mm. as a nation. Um, I really do. But in terms of family entertainment, uh, the jungle is the only thing I watch with the wife and kids. It's the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll sort of sit down to watch. Yeah. Um, and I think he would be brilliant in it. The Big Brother house? No. He would crack up. I just he would think, absolutely that, I think the Big Brother houses are just a bit nasty and... and... It's the other well, people that go in it as well, I think, you know. Just aye, they've all got agendas. Mm. That's the problem. They, they all know what the game is now. Well, do you, listen, remember the, uh, the, the original Big Brother, right? Well, first of all, it was a social experiment, yeah. right? These people didn't know if people were watching for a start, mm. right? Um, they did not have aspirations of coming out and being a page three model or this. They or were allowed to take... Ba- I'm back, guys, sorry. They were allowed yeah. to take books in the first Big Brother house. I mean, they could take <laughs> books in there. Think about the scandal. Am I, uh, and and it, made, it made front page, page headlines and whatnot when uh, Nasty, Nasty Nick. Or no, ooh, yeah. big deal. Now, fast forward, I don't know how long ago that was, but fast forward to the days, yeah. sort of standards, if you like, and that, that would not even... He was nothing, was he, compared to what they're like now. And he's also, a, all, the, weirdo, sh- all the showmances. Yeah. Oh, flipping it. Exactly. I would... Exactly. I, I anyway. It, it's not happening anyway, so that's... Because I don't want to see you doing a Vanessa Phelps and starting to write on tables oh, and God, lose no. a plot in front no, of the No, the thing is, right, in the celebrity one, you're pampered, right? You're, and you're allowed to... Some of them are allowed to leave the house and stuff. You know, it's all... And people go into oh, the house. Oh, they get their hair cut and all sorts. Yeah, pe- pe- people go into the house, you know, it, and, and talk to them and stuff. It's all... It's all... It's all fake, uh, man. It's all fake. Aye, I know. But listen, ultimately, you can, how long's it on for? Two weeks? Three weeks? I think it's four weeks. Oh, too long. Well, there's no danger on God's earth that you could last a month without Twitter... Without, um, oh, I'd love that. Oh, mate, I would love that. I had this conversation with you last night. You could not live without Twitter. You, you done, you done thirty six years without Twitter, and you survived fine. Last night, you told me you couldn't survive without Twitter. All right. Well, it's always good to talk to you, Rocky. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Right, we'll get you talking. I am reminded. Thank you that um, uh, I've been banging on about Imani Coppola. And um, I spoke to her today, and I interviewed her, and it is the... uh, Hello, Katia. Katia? 
I am. Uh, hello. Yeah, you. Uh, sorry. I'm just surprised because uh, what? Ed just called me and yeah. you spoke just right after. Well, where's the where's where's the surprise? Because you phoned in a talk show and mm-hmm. you're now on air. I don't understand. What? Uh, because it was really quick. Okay. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. So uh, I'm going to play you a song, Katia. Right. And and I'd like I'd like to get your opinion of it. Oh. By the way, I just I just had to go because I sent a message that my little my youngest wasn't feeling very well. It's nothing serious. Oh. Um, he was just very very upset and was getting as children often do. He was getting more and more upset and he wanted to speak to me. And um, I gave him a right good telling off for ruining the radio show for all the ladies and gentlemen. So he won't be doing that again. Uh, no, I didn't. I told I, I told him to go and get in my bed, and I'll be home in a little bit. What what can I do for you? Come home, Daddy. I said I can't. I've got to talk to a load of losers and grumpy foreigners like Katia. <laughs> foreigners more than me i said no i don't no i don't i'm a proud patriot anyway um so so um, uh, imani coppola um do you um, i'm gonna play a song from her new album this is this is I, this is a genuine world premiere wow. oh, 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 sh- um and this is not you're gonna hear this katia and you're gonna think this is why does ian like this this is nothing like Ian's normal type of music. And it's nothing like um, Imani Coppola's normal type of music either, right? It's um, auto-tuned to flip, okay? And I think it's hilarious. I think it's, it's got the catchiest chorus. Can we discuss it after the song, Katia? This would be like um, Jukebox Jury. Do you remember that? I've never seen that. Okay, okay, well, that's that's not helpful. This is a FaceTime Continuum, and I don't think this has been played anywhere before in the world. I'm all thumbs, no action, attention, deficit, distraction, my brain operates on a fraction, all thumbs, no human interaction, I speak in typos, predictive text it, I spell checked it, I stand autocorrected.
love I love it. I honestly although I did listen to um there was a program on Radio 4 feedback where they complain about stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a real complaint about when you hear that boo that means someone's died. Do you yeah. know why? Doesn't happen. No, they just go silent. That means silent. That there's no power. Yeah, it goes silent. Mhm. But apart from that, let, well, let's go to, um, and I've been, I don't know why I was calling her Katia. That's not her name, guys. She's English. She's Katie. Well, that's why I didn't want that's, to That's Katie indeed, Grantham indeed. from Lincolnshire. Indeed, yes, indeed. Katie, what did you, what did you think? Well, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't really understand everything because oh. of the distortion. Uh, this, uh, oh. Yeah. Would you mean to play it again? No, that, that would be quite fine, I think. <laughs> I'm all dumb. No. Uh, I stand autocorrected. That's what I got. That's a good. That's a great line. I stand autocorrected. <laughs> <laughs> and what did I get from that? Oh yeah, something about iPhone and emojis. Emojis. Yeah, yes. You know what? I don't know. I'm not really sure what an emoji is. Boily, Boily's hands are up. Boily is our um, uh, youth presenter tonight. Let's play Plum. Or player. Okay, this is going to be interesting because I have a confession to make. But continue People with it. Yes. Who? Yes. Are over fifteen? Yeah. And use emojis. Yep. Plum or player? Player, obviously. No. K- Katie. Well, so I suspect emojis are, are the. It's like emoticons, but but are they are they the ones that move? The moving emoticons are they? I don't well, know what well, an emoji is. Well, I don't know what an emoticon is. It's an emoji. What's the difference? One is using a Japanese term, I think. <laughs> I sent a non-ironic emoji today. Two. Oh. Child? No, it just summed up... It summed up the situation so perfectly. It was... Was it, it was, was steaming poo? N- no, it was a little yellow face. Not being racist. Um, kind of doing a an oh, <laughs> went oh like that, and it was like a real oh situation. So was it that in response to the Theresa May pictures? No, it wasn't oh. that. Um, so I'm going to say player, and I'm going to overrule you on this. No, no I think you're wrong. you don't, Katie. You don't even know, Very Katie. Cool. You don't even know what they are, mate. So you can't play this game. Okay. It, in, in, in the words of myself, when talking to my youngest child, when she's um, becoming. Uh, annoying yeah use your words exactly. use your words you know that's the the best sentence uh ian that you've used in your whole career on the radio i think um was 10 years ago that's, that's and it was about emoticons yes and i will always remember that sentence i think you said yes to, this is, this is a bit weird, by the way. You you quoting something I I have no yeah, recollection of well, saying, because but because it it sums up my hatred of emoticons. Yes, and it's something I tell you what it's when I see them uh, on the screen, I I go ooh, really ooh, I go like uh, oh, it, it really little... irritates me. Do, do you know what, Cassia? For me, yeah. they are a grown up using an emoji or an emoticon. Is like a grown woman dotting her eyes with a heart or an open circle. That is is sexy. Mm. What did I say? When did I say this? And what did I say? You you said uh, on LBC. Oh, this was years ago. Yes, you said, remember, Chris, remember old-fashioned emoticons? Words. 
That's it. And that's, well... That's well emoticons, hang on a minute. Emoti- the, the internet hadn't been invented when I was at LBC, so... Yes! No! I'm sure, I'm sure. Oh, my God, I'm not going to have to uh, go through all your yes, archives. Yes, you are. No. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not making it up. And I said, that's put on. That's probably why I listened to you after that. Because I said, this man, he knows stuff. Well, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm still waiting for another nugget. I'm also. still waiting, hesitating. But do you know what? Uh, that's why I phoned, actually. Okay. Do you know what a generous settlement is? Yes, it's about £20,000. Right. So Dave Davis is telling people like me yes. that uh, I will get £20,000. Dave yes. Davis of the Kinks? No, <laughs> from the... What? <laughs> from, from the Parliament. <laughs> oh, David uh, Davis. Oh, David yeah. Davis. He's yes. telling you, what, but when, we, when you get booted out of this country... Yes, yes, yes. He said uh, people like Katya, well, ki- kind of, uh, yeah, they mm. will... You're sounding it. more foreign than normal tonight. <laughs> yeah. I don't know it's why. The prospect of twenty grand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, oh, I will okay. take you twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> they will get a generous settlement. Make sure you get it in euros, Katia, not yeah. pounds. So I want to know, and I've been pondering for uh, probably two weeks now. What, what does that really mean? Twenty thousand pounds. No, it's not money. That's not what he means. And and you know, well, a generous settlement is 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 finance and help to um, bugger <laughs> off. It's not. Come on, what are they playing at? General, a generous settlement. Why does she not believe me? You try telling her, Kath, <laughs> what a generous settlement means. <laughs> try telling her, because she won't believe me. Because I've, emo- I've gone back on the emoticons. Moi, je suis avec toi. J'entends rien, quoi. Uh, c'est c'est difficile. Oh. <laughs> That's not what he means. He says like, "Oh well, we're being really kind with you. You know, you've just you've been here for only twenty years, and yes, you've engraved on some really lovely British guns for us. But never mind, you will go back home with twenty thousand pounds. Sorry, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't want that. You know." I really don't, well, Dave. Well, well, I do. How about I pose as you? You don't have to take it. You can just go. <laughs> Where? Exactly. Back home. We have ways oh. of making you talk. Dearie me! Tired! So, <clears throat> excusez-moi, s'il vous plaît. What have we talked about this evening? Um, well, uh, we've uh, played Plum or Player. We've played a, a, a world exclusive in the new Imani Coppola song. Oh, this thing is wonderful. How do I go about... I want to get her over here to do some concerts. I don't want to make money out of it. Um, I'd like it to be cost-neutral for me. How, but I've no idea how I'd go about getting her over here to do some concerts. She's up for it. And the reason why I'm saying it out loud on the radio is because the reason Michael Nesmith of the Monkees came over here and did concerts for the first time in about... 40 years was because i interviewed him on the radio and said you should come over here and he said well if someone makes me an offer i will someone heard that and made him an offer and he did so how the hell do i get imani coppola over here oh wait four 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 nine nine one thousand uh cedric good evening you're on the air oh hello ian hello cedric I really enjoyed the interview you did with um the for- the former manager of jerry lewis 
I, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Rick Sapphire was good, wasn't he? Rick Sapphire was on the tip of my tongue. Yes. And um, I love these old-time sort of Jewish uh, New York comedians. And um, I just, uh, I'm a huge uh, Woody, Woody Allen fan. And I just, um, I was loving every minute of it. When you went to New York, did you see any of Woody Allen's um, sites where he filmed Manhattan and things? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I sat Boom! Up, right! I sat why, why are you pretending to be called Cedric? Well, um, uh, Cedric is, is my name. You're Ben. No, I, I, I don't believe I am. Yeah, well, you are. You're Ben. Well, well uh, if, if your detective skills in this case must be must must be good, but if if I am Ben, let's just say that you've got an apology coming to you tomorrow, Ian, from me. But then, written... you, but then, but then, why why do you keep comparing me to Alan Partridge? I don't know if you think it's funny. It's not. It's rude. No. And if no, you no, send no. an apology today, then why did you compare me to him tonight? Because that was done um, prior to... How, how did you know... Okay, th- listen, Ian... It, I know I want, more! I know more! I know more than I let on. I know. And the thing is, I sent you a card, and tomorrow yes. it's going to arrive. Yes. And, so, you um, sent it, so you sent it today, and so this evening you then compared me to Alan Partridge again. So are you, when, when do I get the apology for that one? Well, my, my, my therapist, because I, ha- I do have a therapist, and has told me that sometimes I do stuff because I've be- I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. Right. And my therapist told me that I do things the like old, I the old The old Asperger's card. The old Asperger's <laughs> card's being played, <laughs> is old, it? The old Asperger's card. But in, in this case, I know what you mean. People do use the card a lot. But in my case, I do do things that I don't realise. And I had to say to my therapist today, does Ian really not like the Alan Partridge or... Is he pretending? And I've come to the decision that, you know what, Ian, I, d- I think I overstepped the mark, and you're going to get a card tomorrow. But then you I'm did actually... it, but then you did it again after it's... sending the card. I know, because, no, because I did that, I did that before I sent the card. No, you didn't. Well, you sent the card to, you sent the card, what time did you send the card? I sent the card via, via Moonpig, um, this morning. Right, and then this evening... Uh, um, about twenty past ten, yeah. you compared me to Alan Partridge again. And, but, you, but you didn't. You, you obviously didn't didn't enjoy it. No. I so think are I you going to send me a card for that one? No, I'm going to delete it because you, you. I think you'd prefer me to just delete those, wouldn't you? I prefer you not to send them. Right. Well, basically, I, I, I would prefer that. I know I've blocked you now. Before I just muted you. Now I've blocked you. Well, listen, Ian, this is going to end now. I do, I do have a condition, and I made some errors, and I do things because I'm not very... Awi- I, 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 I don't understand my surroundings, Ian. I'm, I'm very confused. <sighs> okay. Um, and I take that on board, and I appreciate that. Yes. But um, what part of I don't like it, could you stop doing it, do, do you not understand? Because I thought at first that maybe you were were not um, as really upset. Because you know that old thing, like people like Tommy Boyd, they used to do wind ups and remember Caesar the Geezer. Yes, the money they was just resting in his account. Yes. Yeah, they used to do these terribly long winded wind ups where they pretended they didn't like stuff that they did like. Right. So let's, in this let's, case, let's yeah. clear this up once and for all. I don't like it. It's rude to compare me to Alan Partridge. Well. It's stopping from this moment. Beautiful. On. You're going to get a lovely card. You're going to get a lovely card tomorrow. Beautiful. 
You don't um, need, no one needs to send cards, but uh, beautiful, then let us, uh, let us continue on this long, and I'm going to, I'm even going to unblock you. Oh, lovely. But this lovely. is your last chance. And, and condition, and condition or not, right, yes. condition or not, yes. I also, um, um, have the right to set boundaries. You certainly do. And, um, the boundaries are, I don't like it, and if I get it, I, I, I will block. And you've got every right, Ian, and I overstepped the limits, and I thought, obviously thought it was like people, would, radio presenters would be chuffed if they were told that they were compared to it. No. But they don't, and I'm le- I've learnt something from you, actually. There I've learnt something. Well, there we go. We've, we, th- that's fantastic. Peace and love, man. All right, take care, Ian. Peace and love. Peace and love. Well, that was awkward, wasn't it? <clears throat> you kept quiet there, Kath. Thanks. Pretending to send an email. No, I was listening. Thoughts? My thoughts. Well... Because I want to become a better human being. Okay, I think that you both said your thing. Yeah. Now, there is absolutely no doubt as to where the boundary is. Yeah, yeah. Let's let bygones be bygones and see what happens. Okay. Okie dokie. That means no more. No, no more, no more. Uh, Jonathan. Hip, 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 Ian. Hip, 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 Jonathan. Um, so yeah, a few things. I'm really glad you took your, um, your kids to the, uh, the power for yeah, them. I'm all, glad they had fun. This is, a, this is the video game exhibition at the, um, uh, Science Museum. It was brilliant. It was great because, um, they had more than enough machines to make sure that everybody got to play on things all the time. And they didn't let hundreds and hundreds of people in at a time. It was a very l- controlled, um, environment, so I love it. I loved it. And you've got them playing uh, Lego Star Wars now. Hopefully, this is the because it's a really nice way to connect with your kids because it's something you enjoy as well. Obviously, not well, the same kind of games, but they were annoying me um, today. They're playing Lego Star Wars for the first time, and it's going to come back. Come, no, you've got to come back. You've got to open that door. <laughs> come back, no, back this way. I'll oh, give you the controller. Oh, but they're only tiny. Yeah, they're annoying me. Play them properly. Better than you, Finn. They will, so just enjoy the moment while they're being a bit rubbish. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, my flat almost burnt down today. My neighbour's flat uh, had a fire in it. Um, my girlfriend let me know at work. And, um, yeah, the whole building was evacuated. Everyone that was outside with fire engines. We didn't know if our flat had survived or not. Oh. It's amazing how, like, I'd just gone, gone through the motions at work and thought it was just another, another normal day, and then it could have all just gone up in smoke. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and did it? No, I didn't, fortunately. That's the thing with flats, though, isn't it? Because if you have a house, then you're kind of king of that domain. And you know, if you don't smoke or don't set the, you know, frying pan on fire and all that stuff, you're probably not going to have a... You'd be very unfortunate to have your house burned down. But when you're in a flat, you don't know what other people are doing. No, and they're only a young couple as well. They clearly didn't mean to do it, but they set a frying pan on fire. So I can just imagine how horrible they had feel. But... Yeah, it's just a, a shock. You know, you don't expect it to happen. And then just one day, there it is. What happened to Caesar the Geezer? You remember Caesar the Geezer? No, not really. He was... Uh, I wonder I wonder what happened for... To, I think... Did he... I mean, he, he uh, did he get in trouble or not? I'm just Googling to see what he did. Um, I that think catchphrase he, you mentioned, the yeah. money in the accounting, isn't that from Father Ted? 
Um, yeah, it is. It's a, a Father Ted line, I think, which I haven't seen. For, I wonder if Father Ted stands the test of time. I'd like to. I should uh, think I so. I remember watching the pilot episode of Father Ted and just thinking it was, thinking comedy had entered a brave new era. It was just the funniest I loved thing. It. Spider Baby and the, um, the, uh, the fair where you, uh, you could climb, I think one of the rides was you could climb up a ladder. It was, um, <laughs> just wonderful. That was such a losing show. Yeah, the Milton episode, that was really good. Um, yeah, no, Seeds of the Gears, I'm trying to work out, I, I used to like a bit of Seeds of the Gears. I think it's, it's, it's a slightly old-fashioned act, Seeds of the Gears. He now uses the name Chris Rogers. That, yeah. By, by the way, if, boy oh boy, if we could mention some of the names that our boss told us about over lunch today that might be doing cover shifts here at Talk oh. Radio. If we could mention some of the names, which we can't and we won't... We would got, get a lot of Radio Geeks hearts of lots Hours included. Yes, we, we the Radio Anoraks would be um, literally touching themselves. Can uh, we get any clues? Sorry? Can we get any clues? No, I can't give you any clues. They're no. all men. They're all men. Oh. Um, uh, well, I mean, there's, there's two, wasn't it, that were mentioned? Mm-hmm. That were, yeah. Yeah, two, two legends. Two, two absolute legends. How's about them apples? They sound like really good apples. Two absolute radio legends that, that will hopefully be coming and doing at least a few shifts here, which would be nice. Uh, anything else, Jonathan? No. See you later. Tutty bye, tutty bye. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Last hour of the show. We don't call you back. Uh, no, we do call you back for the last hour, because what day is it? It's only flipping Tuesday. This week feels like it's gone on for ages already. It's only Tuesday, guys. This is outright. Tomorrow's Wednesday, and another long day for me. Uh, got no, voiceover, two-hour voiceover in the radio show. You're, not, you're off on holiday tomorrow. Yeah, but it's going to be a very long day for me. I mean, I'm going to be up at six packing because I've not packed at all yet. I had to go to the hospital with my little in this morning. Well, I would have she packed... She took at, up an awful lot of my time. I would have packed at the weekend. Yeah, no, but um, I didn't. Well, uh, when I... Well, that's... Um, I wasn't really around at the weekend. Where was I? That's your own... Oh, yeah, I went out on the uh, pop, didn't I? Exactly. That was a write-off. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm just typing. Um, I'm just telling Scott, uh, 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 what the names are. Mm, 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 mm. There we go. Yeah, so I should have done it before. I recognise that, but yeah. I am flying by the seat of my pants. The thing is, though, well, you're going somewhere hot. Mm-hmm. Three pairs of shorts each. I'm going to my mate's house. So pair of be... swimmers, um, s- some vests, and that's it. Bob's your uncle. That's all you need. Bob's your uncle, Fanny. You your know, aunt. I'm a girl, don't you? Yeah, well, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Right, last hour of the show, guys. I can feel. I can feel us both winding down a little bit, which is absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Right, last hour of the show. I'm. I'm kind of winding down a little bit. I think it's a real little bit tired, which is absolutely fine. So maybe a little bit quieter than the rest of the show. Now's an excellent time to give us a call. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ed will call you back. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell. But I've been seen with fire up I've never been with anything less than a nine So fine I've been on fire with
with Sally Field have gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies. Some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty it's true, I hire my body out the bay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look so fine. Yes, Simon. Hello. Hello, Simon. What have you got for us, boss? You, you may remember a couple of weeks ago, I rang up and said I discovered an artist by a periscope, and I was going to sign him up. Oh, yes, I do remember. And you, you have no um, experience in artist management or development, but you like this guy so much you were going to sign him up. He was in Texas, wasn't he? That's right. And you, I said to you, um, request any song, and you said, listen by, to the band, by the Monkees. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some good news for you. Yes. We, we've been, well, I haven't been in the studio, but he's been in the studio and he's recorded this song for us. Wow. Um, you, you see how I've included you now as part of my uh, Uh-oh. producer team. Uh oh. His um, name's not Mike, is it? No, it's not, no. Because I've just uh, got a call lined up from Mike from Texas and I wonder if it's quite oh, good. Wow. That's a quinky doink, isn't it? Huh? That is, that is. Yeah. So um, he sent me the file. Yeah. But I can't open it. Oh. Um,. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out and then send it across to you tomorrow. Why can't you send it now? In case you can't open it. Well, I might, I, but I might be able to open it. Can you open the AIF file? Yeah. Oh, but I haven't heard it. Well, it might well, be terrible. Well, well, do, do you do you have faith in this I, artist? You know what? I do. Send it now. It'd be a, it'd be a global exclusive. Yeah, brilliant. Well, it'd be the second the second world exclusive we've played this evening on a speech music station. This is awesome. Okay, I do. I will send it across to you. All right, now I'm waiting. What's your email? Ian at ianlee dot com. Okay, I'll try and remember that. Well, okay. <laughs> I've got. I, here's my prediction: you won't send it across tonight because you'll bottle it. Well, no, uh, next Simon. Ca- oh, the one thing I need. Here we go. With, Here we go. He's, he's not going to no, send it. Is a name for the company. Yeah. I don't know what to call myself. Bummers. Would you buy a record from Bummers? I have done. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Childish. I'm going to send you this. File. Send me the file, Simon. Thank you very much indeed, and um, we'll we'll play it. Um, speaking of um, uh, Texas, it's Mike from Texas. Evening, Mike. Hey, what's going on? Well, I, I'm doing a radio show. 
<laughs> that's that's pretty yeah, much did. it. That's pretty much. My mate is going away tomorrow, so I don't get to see her for two weeks. And that's sad. Oh, no, that's sad. Um, and it means we'll have um, Id and Emma will be um, in charge, which is great. But I am very funny in my ways and i get a little bit when it's when it's like different producer and stuff i get a little bit angsty and i I, I don't think the shows are as good so i'm really counting on all you guys to call in tomorrow so that's where i am mike okay Okay. um all right well uh we haven't talked in a probably about three or four weeks and I, 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 i don't feel that we've talked in the last few minutes either but but carry on yes um, okay, so um, so uh, with you know in the last you month you, or liter- so, I mean, you literally haven't talked in weeks. You're struggling to get a sentence out. This is outrageous. Gosh! By the way, guys. Me. By the way, uh, two new two breaking news stories. I don't know if they're connected. Lindsay Lohorn is pregnant. Uh, this is someone sent me on Twitter, so it might be true. And um, Donald Trump is leading Hillary Clinton by two points. He's going to be yeah, the president is. of America. And we're all going to die. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, it was like, you know, um, I watched the Britex on YouTube the election night. I mean, I watched the, it. The Britex? The first uh, or what did you guys call it? Uh, Brit, not Britex, but um, <laughs> Brit- FedEx. What it? Okay, so anyhow, um, the FedEx. Yes, when we I, all voted I, to leave, um, um, uh, th- to leave Parcel Force with, with, with FedEx. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What a great election! I mean, or referendum. Beaut- it was um, beautiful. It was, it was a masterclass, an absolute masterclass. It's what we do the best. The Brits is we screw up our country. You know, I I, um, I was discussing this with my counterpart, um, my business partner in the UK, the yes. next day, yeah. and we were kind of really, you know, talking about it. And what we talked about was was the fact that you know the people that were supporting staying in the U, you know, in the European Union, they really felt like they didn't need to vote. And the people that wanted to vote out, they were very passionate about well, voting. Well, 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 so well, but the people that, 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 that rem- a lot of people that wanted to remain did vote. I, I'll agree with you. It was, it was, I, it was, I, like, it was only like 1.6 million people less voted to stay than voted, uh, voted to stay than voted to leave. But here's why I think the uh, Remainers lost, because they were called the Remainers. Brexit, Brexit is, Brexit sounds cool. Remainers or Bremainers or whatever. It's, it's not, they didn't have a catchy word. It's like, it's like Sarchi and Sarchi did the, um, came up with the, t- guys, you're going to call it Brexit. Trust me, you're going to win with that. Beautiful. Um, and that was, that's what it came down to, I think. Well, see, I, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. And and the reason I think they lost is the fact that, you know, it's all about passion. You know, the people that were wanting to leave were more passionate than the wanting to stay. And that's the same thing, you know, when we come down to Hillary Clinton and and Donald Trump. I think... Well, but, how, but you're, but you're more, wrong. But you're, but you're wrong. People were... There was passion on both sides... And both sides went out to vote. I don't know why you're saying that 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 um 
why you're saying that the Remainers didn't go out to vote. They they did go out to vote. It's just that more people wanted to vote to leave. I disagree with that, but that's what people voted. That was the will of the public. Well, see, I see, I, I disagree again. But I don't know because what you're. I don't I, know I, what I don't know where you what, what you what you're. I don't understand what you're saying. Well, what I'm saying is, I'm saying the people that 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 wanted to stay in, they they were not passionate. I mean, they were you know physically passionate, but they were not passionate enough that they actually take action. No, but 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 what action? But what don't? But what action do you mean, Mike? They went and voted, but they more people vote more people voted to leave. Right, but but at the same time, I mean, the people that that wanted to stay in. I mean, huh? those are the, the, the people that, you know, they, they kind of felt an arrogance that, hey, look, there's no need for me to vote. Well, how many, how many, how many no people one... that wanted to stay in, how many people that wanted to stay in didn't go out and vote? What was it, like 2%? Where did you get that figure from? Um, I believe that was the, the results. I mean, what was it? It was Well, like, the difference was... Uh, was, was yeah, yeah, 48 to 52, roughly. It's a little bit less than that. But, but, right. but, but so where is your evidence that, a, that the people who wanted to remain didn't go out and vote? Just because they got beaten? Well, that's, your, that's your evidence, is it? Yeah, well, yeah. Basically. Well, that's not... I mean, I'll, I'll give you on that. That's not evidence. That's just one side got beat. That's like saying that any time... Uh, it's like saying, well, yeah, the reason that the, the, the Lib Dems lost loads of seats in the last general election because the, the Lib Dems aren't very passionate and they just didn't go out and vote. Well, it's nonsense. It just means they got more... They got beaten. Okay. Oh, that's that argument. I mean, I, I, but you're going to say you disagree, I, I, but then I'm going to say, but where, where, where's your evidence that, you know, that the Remainers didn't vote, and you'll say, well, because they got beaten? Okay. We'll, we'll agree to disagree. No, we won't, because that's a coward's way out of an argument. I hate that we'll <laughs> agree to... What you're saying, unless I'm being completely dumb, what you're saying doesn't is not grounded in any reality. Where's your evidence that the uh, the r- people who wanted to remain... I wanted to remain. I voted to remain. So, you're wrong. Well, I mean, I mean, let's look at, you know, the BBC. I mean, the BBC, that's all they talked about was staying in. Everyone... No, they didn't. No, to- they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, no, they didn't. So, Mike, yes. Mike, I, Mike, they, so no, Mike, it's, it, 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 with the greatest respect, you, you saw, you would have seen highlights of the BBC coverage, okay? Having worked for the BBC, um, they're impartial. No, they're not. Well, but that you're, you're, <laughs> no, you're not. That, well, Mike, not. Mike, you're, you're, you're completely wrong on that because A, I listen to and watch the BBC a lot more, and B, I used to work for them. They're impartial, oh, I, and, I, it, and they have to be oh, impartial. That is so wrong. I mean, I, I sit there and I watch Channel 4 News and I watch that, BBC News. Right. And I will tell you this, Channel 4 News is spot on. BBC no, News... No, 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 no. Channel 4 News says what you agree, what you believe in. No... What, what, what do you mean they are spot on? 
meaning um, they actually they tell the news. They they you know they, it's not biased. It's not editorial news. It's actual fact. Right, and and, and you're saying the BBC. Like, you're saying now what you're saying is. Um, the, the Channel 4 News tells the news that you believe in and you agree with. It gives no, the... It no, gives no, the no, Channel, 4 news, Channel 4 News is not impartial. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm saying Channel 4 News is not impartial. Right. They actually but so, so why... Fact. So if it's not impartial... Well, no, 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 no. Facts are impartial. Facts, by their very definition, are without any form of bias. They are facts. So, so facts are impartial. And you've just said that Channel 4 News gives the facts, and yet it's not impartial because it gives the facts. Which makes me think, I don't think you know what impartial means. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I misunderstood you. Yes, I, I, I thought you said partial versus impartial. But yes, yes, I think, what? you know, Channel 4 is certainly impartial. Uh, okay, so it gives facts, right? And what BBC bias have you seen then? Um, well, like I said, I mean, the, you know, um, you know, exiting the, uh, the EU. I Give mean, me an example, really, on a specific, I mean, on a specific example of something you saw on the BBC that was, that was not impartial about the EU referendum. Uh, I, I couldn't give you well, one. Well, exactly, because Mike, Mike, example. honestly, you are, you are so wrong on this. It's incredible. Here's the thing, right? At the last general election, right, um, a load of people complained that the BBC gave too much too much prominence to Ed Miliband and the Labour Party. And exactly the same, almost exactly the same number of people complained that the BBC gave too much prominence to David Cameron and the Conservative Party. And I was just listening to an episode of Feedback, I love Feedback, where exactly the same th- points were made about the referendum. A load of people saying, well, the BBC was, was, was way too much in favour of remaining. And almost exactly the same number of people saying, well, the BBC was way too biased in leaving. We hear what we want to hear. Trust me, Mike. The BBC is completely partial. I've seen it firsthand. Impartial, sorry. I've, thank you. I've seen it firsthand. I've, I've experienced it. I've been told off. I've been sacked when I've, been, when I've not been impartial. It is completely impartial. And they, for the EU referendum and for a general election, would have been covering their asses with impartiality to make sure they didn't get hauled up. Now, you listen to talk radio, or you listen to LBC, or you listen to any other commercial station, they don't have to be impartial, and you would have heard opinions. You listen to Nick Ferrari's show, it was obvious he wanted to, to vote to leave. You listen to James O'Brien's show, it's obvious he wanted to vote to, to, to stay. But the BBC, Mike, and you are so wrong on this, was completely impartial. I totally disagree. Okay, well you're wrong. I mean, you're wrong. I mean, we we ha- we have the same thing here in the United States. You know, uh, PBS, which is public broadcasting network, 
and supposedly they're impartial. But, but you, you can't can compare. Why are you comparing? No, but why are. are you comparing PBS to BBC? It's 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 nothing like it. It's completely different. You just you watch it and you can pick up. Well, on no, I'm not going to watch it because it's it's irrelevant to me. It's I mean, completely watch, watch different. Andrew Marr. Watch watch Andrew Marr on Sunday mornings. I mean. Right, that's one. On. Right, and well, well, first of all, Andrew Marr is is. He, I am not going to watch it because it's quite dull. When I have watched it, he has been impartial. Um, he, he he challenges both sides equally. No, I would disagree. Well, you you can disagree, I but you're, disagree. You're, you can disagree, but you're wrong, and and you're not as exposed to the BBC as we are, so. With with respect, uh, you, you'd be surpri- you'd be surprised. I mean, well, no, I you're not. You're not television quite a bit. Well, you but you but you're not though. I turn on um, in my radio in my car. The radio's on Radio Four. I get home. We watch BBC News. My wife works for the BBC. I've worked for the BBC. I've been sacked by the BBC. I, 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 I think I'm a little bit more uh, I- immersed in it than someone in Texas who's comparing it to PBS, which is nothing like it whatsoever. And he's gone. I enjoyed that. Thank you, Mike. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ian, you'll be up next. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I, we'll uh, get you talking. I do enjoy muting people on Twitter now. Don't <laughs> just muting people. Sean, right? Don't tell me what I know. Okay? Don't patronise me. BBC coverage of Israel is editorialised. Every Israel article is biased against Palestinians. You know that, Ian. I don't think it is, Sean. Please don't tell me what I know. Please don't tell me what I think. I know what I know, and I think what I think, and I'm open to um, to suggestions. I'm open to changing those things. But but but, Sean, please don't patronise me with that. Um, I've already muted two people. One I should have muted a long time ago. It's fun. It's fun. Ian's on the line. Good evening, Ian. Hip, Hello, mate. Hip, hip, hip. What you got for us, boss? Well, I just need the listeners' help, I think. We haven't spoken since, like, oh, I don't know, I listened to your Virgin show long, long time ago. Wowzers. <clears throat> and I just reckon I need the listeners' help, because I'm in that horrible period where I've handed my notices and I'm still being hassled by the boss. Uh-oh, what so for? Advice. What, what, well, hang on a minute. How, so how much, how, how much notice do you have to work out? Well, three whole months. Oh, you flipping it! And why have you why have you handed your notice in? Well, better better job to go to. Oh, better beautiful, to beautiful. So, okay. Um, and now I'm getting stressed and stressed and stressed. The stuff that I no longer give any any f about, as it were. Right. So, but what 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 is what are you getting stressed for? What's what are they hassling you for? Well, the things that they think I that I'm responsible for that they won't be able to do once I'm gone. Ah, I see. I see. Um, so well, how can I help like, you, Ian? How, how how far do I have to push myself? Do you know what I mean? Well, I would do a work to rule. And you clock in at the time you're meant to clock in, and you do the work you're meant to do, and you clock out when it's time to clock out. And you don't, you don't hang around, you know, f- even five minutes longer. No, I know, but I'm getting every day. I'm getting. What are you doing now? What are you doing now? What's what? Are you, what's the job you're doing? What what task are you doing? What? Blah, blah, blah. I'm getting that all day, every day. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. You and uh, you've only just handed your notice in, have you? Well, uh, 
Nine weeks to go out of the three months. Nine weeks to go. Okay. Well, you, you, it's time to start taking your foot off the accelerator a, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. I think at that job, I think you can you can slow things down a little bit. Surely with nine weeks to go, they've got people trained up or almost trained up on doing those jobs, haven't they? No, they haven't. They've decided not to replace me. I have an expertise <laughs> and they've decided not to replace me. So they want me to do all the things that I think they think I can do before the year is up. Do you know what I mean? So that you um they're, they're pushing all the jobs that they think I have to do yeah. into that six-week, eight-week period. It's I'm assuming I'm assuming at some point in that nine weeks you're going to be quite ill, aren't you, and have to take a week or two weeks off work, aren't you? Fortunately for me, I've got two weeks in the south of France coming up, absolutely. Okay. But you can be sick as well, can't you? Well, you know, but then, no, they're all, they're probably, they're all over like that. They're like a rash, to be fair. They're all over like that. So I get unpaid, and they, they tell me off, you know, an unpaid leave. Mm, well, okay. Um, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I'll wait, 444 if anybody has uh, any uh, suggestions. I wouldn't know what to suggest, having never had a proper job, or not had a proper job for <laughs> for years and years and years, but 20-odd years. Um, no, I entertaining uh, entertaining sickies or something would be ideal uh, yeah i think i think bunking off or, or just 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 um just just working you know work at your own pace man try not to let them stress you because they are it sounds like they're panicking that in nine weeks time um they're going to have a massive hole a massive ian shaped hole and they ain't going to be able to fill it well, you must know what an Ian-shaped hole is. Uh, like. Yes, I, I've, I've, I've left many Ian-shaped holes <laughs> at various corporations around the country. Absolutely. Don't let them get to you, man. I know that's easier said than done, but um, it's uh, it sounds like they're panicking a little bit. If only they were, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And also, just just that delicious feeling. You know, you know, when you leave, you'll get emails saying, uh, "Ian, just one thing. How do you how do you log into this and and, and update this? Because we we can't remember how to do it." There'll be that delicious feeling that, that the whole company will be falling on its ass about three days after you leave. Uh, well, one can only hope. Yeah, I wish you the best of luck, mate. No, no, no. It's lovely to speak to you again, Ian. Nice to you. I speak to you what in about another six, seven years. Absolutely right. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I, I, I look forward to it immensely. 0844-499-1000 is the... Um... Oh, yeah, no, I enjoyed Mike calling in. I enjo- I enjo- oh, I enjoyed the conversation. No, 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 no. Um, no, I enjoyed the conversation completely. That was fun. That's what it's all about. Here's the thing, and I've been on Twitter again a bit today, and I need to back away from it. Um, and I'm toying with, with not having it open for the show, but I kind of feel I need it for a safety net. But um, here's the thing, we were talking to the boss about this today, that, that when I first started doing phone-in shows, like 10, 12 years ago, the phone-in show was the three hours of the show, and you do the show 7 till 10 or 10 till 1 or whatever it was, and that would be it. We had MySpace when I was at LBC, and there's a little bit of comeback on MySpace. Not a lot, actually. Uh, And you'd do the show, and you'd go home, and you'd get on with your life, and you'd come in the next day, two hours before the show, and you'd check, and there might be a couple of emails about what you did yesterday, and you might go, look at this email, it's rubbish. Or look at this email, it's saying nice things, and it's stroking my ego. 
um, and then you get on and do the next show. And it would go round like that. Now, and this is the weird things, pretty more so doing this than when I was doing the breakfast show elsewhere. Now, you do a radio show and it goes on and on and on. And I will get home and I will check t- Twitter and Facebook before I go to bed and there'll be comments about the show. And I, I might, and I'm, I'm stopping checking Digital Spy, but there'll be comments on there. And I'll wake up in the morning and there'll be more comments about the show last night. But then also at two o'clock in the afternoon, there'll be a comment about a show I did a month ago because someone's just downloaded it on a podcast. And I will reply to that. And then that will start a whole chain of if, if, communication to bloody, 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 blah. And... The radio show is now no longer 10 till 1 at night, Monday to Friday. It's like 24-7, as the kids call it, 365. It just goes on and on, and there's no kind of stop. And it's why I'm I'm really enjoyed stepping back from Twitter... And I've kind of stepped a little bit towards it again during the show. And I've been replying to people during the show. And actually, 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 it's not good for the head, the heart or the spirit. It's not good for any of those things. It's just primarily negative. And particularly as someone sending me pornographic pictures of uh, Theresa May. I mean, that's just no one needs to see that. Um, I wish I had the strength to delete twitter completely delete my account because it would be awesome but i've got forty-eight thousand followers and on a new radio station and when i'm doing other stuff it's a brilliant way to sell stuff you know you sold 500 cds because i kept banging on about it on twitter you know um so it's a weird one but i'm enjoying i've enjoyed the moments when i have backed away from twitter right that um song that um i asked to be sent in has been sent in so we'll have a listen after this oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number so i can't remember the name of the guy who simon simon who um has become the manager of a recording artist remember he called in 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 texas oh yeah um, and I said, he said, what song do you want him to rec- Oh, do? yes, I, I said, do I remember said, this. He sent it here. It's, it's there. The, the artist is Tyler Brandon. And, um, it's there to play. Okay. I'm nervous. Have you checked it for swears? No, that'd be, 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 be fine. What oh, could possibly go wrong? What well, could possibly go wrong? Um, but it might be rubbish. Okay. Or, it, or it might be brilliant and he might really have stumbled on something. Shall we click play Let's and listen? Let's open Pandora's box. Here we go. Hey, hey, mercy woman. There's a song no one listens. Right, I don't like the drums, right, but he's just done a little demo. That's not his fault, is it? No, he's not got a band, no. though. I like I the like voice. It. I like the voice. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Crash Test Dummies playing. Yeah, yeah, let's go on. Hello? Turn that off. Here we go. Right. I need help, I'm falling again. Play the drum a little louder. Tell me I can live without her. If I only listen to the band. Listen to the band. He's good, isn't he? Uh-huh.
I've got a cunning plan formulating in my head. Weren't they good that made me happy? I think I can make it alone. Oh, mercy woman, plays a song and no one listens. I need help, I'm falling again. If he didn't have that, he's, he's just done a quick demo with the Casio drum. That's what he said here. I've done yeah. a drum track on a keyboard. I, I, I could listen to an album of this guy. Ed, get Simon back on the phone. We, 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 we need to talk. They only listen to the band. Listen to the band. Weren't they good that made me happy? I think I can make it alone. Oh, now, mercy woman. There's a song and no one listens. I need help, I'm falling again. Play the drums a little bit louder. Tell us we can live without her. If we just listen to the band, listen to the band. Weren't they good that made me happy? I think I can make it alone. Hey, hey, mercy woman, plays a song and no one listens. I need help, I'm falling again. So play the drum a little bit louder. Tell me I can live without her. If I just listen to the band, listen to the band. I like that. Now, this is what I'm thinking, right? Because Simon wants to sign him up. Mm-hmm. I think we get in touch with that guy uh, and we sign him up. Right. Because we've got, um, A, I've got 48,000 followers on yeah. Twitter. Simon's got like zero. Mm-hmm. I've got. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry? Oh, hello, oh, hello, hello Simon. Hello, hello Simon. Hello, We're buddy. talking about you. Hello, buddy. How's it going? I've got 11,000 followers on Twitter. Thank you. How have you got 11? But how many do you follow? Uh, about a thousand. How come you've got so many? I'm a local celebrity. In what way? I won a business award, I've appeared on TV, everything. Um, we got I'm glad uh, you're interested, though. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk numbers. Gyro says, this guy is technically unsigned. Wow, hashtag what a voice. Shippo Hippo says I'd buy it. Um, yeah, I, 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 alright, fair play, I'll give you that. He's brilliant. Right. So, you've got a record label, haven't you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so I, why don't we uh, we do a bit of business? Of course we can. I would I would um, love to put out a record of his if, if you um, invested five thousand pounds. Okay. Oh. And for that, what you get for the five thousand pounds is you get the chance to have a conversation with me. Oh. <laughs> I can buy. I can come to your free show at the weekend. Well, I that. won't. I won't talk to you. Security will be so hot tonight. Everybody's looking for a hustle. Um, no, I, I'm not going to put him out on my record label because we're only putting out monkey stuff. I'm already having trouble with Glenn, who I do the label with, with who wants to release the Night Rider theme on it as a single after because we spoke to Stu Phillips last week. <laughs> I'm going. No, Glenn. No, no, no. He's going. It's the 35th anniversary. And we can release it for Record Store Day. I'm going. No, 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 no. Uh, so no, I can't help. But. He's um, he's certainly brilliant, and um, he's certainly you know welcome to come on the show and sing a song or something. 
Okay, that'd be brilliant. There we go. And, uh, we're, you know, if you do, uh, uh, if you do get him on a label or something, or whatever, I don't know, labels, uh, um, we, we will get behind and give you as much free publicity as we can be bothered to. How about Simon, that? let's talk Turkey, though. Is he a oh. looker? Yeah, yeah, well, it's wrong for me to, um... Who does he look like? Uh, he... he he said to me, he, he knows all these old cowboy songs, and he said he always gets hassled by the other um, by the crowd because they ask him where his cowboy boots are. He's a, he's a, he's a young country I'm, singer. I'm working, I'm working for you. Craig's just got in touch, right? By the way, that was a cover of a monkey song, in case you were thinking. Uh, Craig's got in touch. He says, that track needs a good drum track, walking bass line and sly guitar. Wouldn't mind getting my production teeth into that. Ooh. So we got Craig wants to produce it. There we go. The Tell coming together. Uh, well, I've, I've 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 said to Craig, send me an email, and then I'll I'll put Craig in touch with you. Shall I, Simon? Yeah, that'd you'd be, be okay with that. Craig Craig is legit. Craig is. Let me stick at Craig's bio. Um, serial sex offender and murderer. Oh no, he's not. He's good. Craig does. A, he's a radio presenter and broadcaster and stuff. Um, and he, he, I've had tweets with him. He's a he's good folk. I'll, when he, if he emails me, I'll, I'll pass his email on to you. Shall I? Yeah, yeah, please do. And um, my my artist Tyler is doing a Q and A this evening on Periscope. Oh, is he? Oh well, I, okay. Let you know what. Let's get behind. Let's get behind this guy, right? Because that he, that was brilliant, right? Uh, uh, what ta- what time UK time will he be on Periscope? And what is his Periscope handle? Uh, about two a.m. in the morning. Oof, uh, well, okay. Do you know uh, what? I'm, his I'm... handle is oh, is uh, at Tyler Brandon. All right. Well, if if I remember when I get home and I'm and I'm awake enough, I might I might pop in for a little bit and have a look at that. He's brilliant, Simon. I'm glad you liked it. I, I, I wish you the best of luck. That's exciting. That's ex- actually it's exciting. And I, well, I was a little bit dismissive of him before, but um, well, it seemed like such a crazy plan. It does. But then again, he's right. I have got a record label, and I release Monkeys records. You know what I mean? And I'm going to get Amani Coppola over here to do a tour, and it, and uh, you know, Rick Sapphire saying, you know, his heroes were Jerry Lewis and the Three Stooges, and he ended up working with Jerry Lewis and the Three Stooges. I am a firm believer. I've, I've at the very least, interviewed, if not worked with on a slightly bigger scale, most of my musical heroes. At the ve- You know, at the very, very least. I've, some of them, I've been around their houses, and, and they've played songs to me and stuff. Um, this stuff can happen, I think. That's, I think that's brilliant. Mm. Uh, Craig, if you send me an email, what I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll link you up with um, uh, with uh, uh, Simon, and we'll see if we can get something going there. Billy, stay there. Come to you after this. He was good. that voice was brilliant. <laughs> Scott is now saying he wants to write a song for him. Scott's a good songwriter. He is. With Scott, with Scotty writing the song. With Craig, Craig doing, the the, doing the producing, and with Simon being the money man, we are gonna be quitting, guys. <laughs> we are gonna be rolling in dough. Forget Brandon; he ain't gonna make a penny out of it himself. We're gonna screw him over. We're gonna screw him. We don't even need him singing the song. We don't even need the songs. Billy's on the line. Good evening, Billy. You're talking to me. You're talking to me. I started watching Taxi Driver the other day. It was really boring and slow and arty and farty. Oh yeah, yeah, you get that. And uh, how is uh, and Ka- and Kath? How are you doing? Okay, oh. thank you very much. How nice of you to ask me. Oh, that's a very good accent. Is this your last night tonight? Yeah, I'm out of here, man. I'm done. 
what, what you're going to like, I mean, it feels like I already know Ian, but it doesn't really feel like I know Billy, you. Billy, is this Bill? Yeah, it's Bill, man. Why have you, right, for t- two things. Where's the Billy come, but Scott's listening, Scott thinks I, you're, I, I, I like, I like, I like Billy, I like Billy, I don't like being called Bill, I feel like old if they call me Bill. I've but are you, are Billy. you like Bill, because your voice sounds different, are you Bill that used to phone me at LBC? No, 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 I never, I never phoned in, I never phoned in. Do you know what I was saying the other night, it's about two years ago, it's probably been more like ten years ago, but oh. it's kind, it's kind of like, um, okay. do you know what, like, like now you get to an age, I'm sort of 37, and I'll sort of like, you see people and go, yeah, yeah, what was it, about a year or so, you know, I'd be like, no, four, yeah. you think, really? yeah. You know, you it, wait. It, it, you wait like, till, and I hate to say, it, you wait till they start dying, mate. Oi. Oh, oh, that's 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 that's, that's already been that's already been happening sadly. But um, here, we know, go, like, here we go. Here we go. Look at this. Right, we got the. Uh, sorry to to gloss over your sad news, but Michelle Lunt has um, uh, t- uh, tweeted, Cat Ian. Sorry to ruin the dream, but there are one thousand country singers like that in the UK and Nashville. How does she know? She says, "I'm in the industry." Well, yeah. But we're not saying he's going to be like a multi-millionaire we and said stuff. said he was good. What's wrong with that? We said he was good and a He fellas... was okay. He was okay, I'd say. Oh. oh. I like oh. it. I reckon I could do better. I reckon I could do better. I mean, if you like, you know, give, give me the links and, I mean, my missus used to work for EMI years ago, a couple of years back before they all sold off. Yes. I mean, you know, but I mean, I, I'm, it's, not, it's not really my well, sort of thing, go, you know. Go on then, Billy. Do you do better? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, I'm kind of, like, middle-of-the-road, kind of, like, oh, you know, I've, I've, I've got loads up my sleeve, but I, like, I'd probably like to, like, do, like, more, like, a sort of, like, tribute to, sort of, like, America, sort of, like, well, a... let's hear it, so what's all this waffle, Trump. forget the waffle, let's get to the meat, well, let's hear it. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, I think, but, like, I, I don't know all the words. All right, well, don't matter. Yes, hear yeah, it. Skip out, yeah. So don't make like fun of it because if I have a bit of coaching, we get like you want to hear it, right? We, I've, I've never wanted are, to hear are, anything are, are more. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what's, what was I going to sing? All right, what's my song? What's my song? All right, this is uh, Donald Trump, America. What's going on? Four non blondes. Huh? I said, hey, 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 hey. I said, hey. What's going on? You sound like my dad, and he's dead. <laughs> oh, well, that's not nice. You sound all rubbish. And I tried. Oh my God, did I try? That's rubbish. <laughs> Here's the and thing, I right? To the morning, and I feel high, and I get a deep breath, and I get real high. Bill, Billy, Billy, Billy. What? I'm afraid it's a no from me. I don't know, I think I've just messed up a little bit there, but sometimes when I get into my rhythm when I'm on site, uh, it, does, it does come out quite Fake good. Fake Bill, it, it's, it's, it, it sounds good in your head, but um, in the real world, it don't sound well, good. What about, what, what about my big Kurt Stigers? Go on, yeah, go on then, let's see Kurt Stigers. And I wonder why we hold on with tears in our eyes. Huh? Uh, that, <laughs> if anything, <laughs> if anything... <laughs> It's worse. Billy, oh, you wow. look like a pop star. You sound what, like what? a pop star. But unfortunately, you're not a pop star. Oh, God. No, I've got the looks, though. I've got the looks. But I don't, I, listen, I thought that bloke... Only a, a mother could love. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that bloke had a good I'm voice, a mother, right? Hmm? And we're not saying he's going to be a millionaire, but someone's taken an interest in him. Why not, yeah, why not yeah, encourage course, him? Why not? Everyone's got, everyone starts somewhere, doesn't they? Also, yeah. also... Have you seen the people that make it these days? Yeah. It makes no difference if you are just one like everybody and else. What, if you get the right backing, you're in. And what, that, what Michelle is saying, by def, uh, 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 extrapolation is, you shouldn't try. 
No. You shouldn't try it. Yeah. And I think you should try. I think you should try anything well, is possible. Well, the thing is, I had a mate, and he, he was a great singer. He used to, like, cover the black crows, chilli peppers, and I used to go, why don't you do an X Factor? And he used to go, well, that's all beneath, like, me. That, that's, that's not how I'm about, Bill. And I'm like, but you're brilliant. Your voice, this, that, like, he was really good and, like, had a lovely, like, gravelly voice. And he sort of thing, like, he was just happy playing in bars in Camden and just going around the country. And that's what he just enjoyed doing. He didn't want to be, like put on a stage, told how to hack, like, what camera to look in. He just wasn't interested about that, you know? And it's yeah. kind of like, you know, so many people, they're like, you know, I've been to festivals and there's people there and it's like, they're almost like all-star with no substance, do you know what I mean? And it's kind of like, you have mm. got to be sort of like, I don't know, sort of, yeah, I, I don't, I'm sort of losing myself, but, uh, you You've know. You've got to be the package. And the sad yeah, thing yeah, about yeah, the package is they don't hang around for very long very often. Yeah, yeah, but some people are happy, like, the singing in bars and yeah. just sort of, like, you know, having more intimate kind of, you know, just, you know, they don't really want to sing in front of, like, thousands of sort of people or casual music fans or, you know, I suppose it is a bit of a sort of, you know, a, a bit of a dream. But then when people get more poppy, then, you know, a lot of their ideas and then you get writers and people influencing them and <laughs> telling them, that, like, you know, what they should be yeah. doing and then they're sort of, like, modelled and carved to sort of, suit the industry rather than themselves yeah. didn't they yeah but uh, again we're jumping the gun but caller called simon <laughs> has found a young bloke on uh periscope um mm. who's got a good voice mm. and he's gonna see if he can help if they can help each other out yeah beautiful yeah. And that's it is cass married sorry is cass married do you know what i've i've never asked her billy and uh, w- would you like me to ask her or do you want to ask her yourself yeah, Kath, are you married? <laughs> um, well, funny you should ask me that. I think I am, yeah. Oh, uh, how's it going? Is it, like, all good? <laughs> well, it's, it's ten years, you know how it gets. Ten years, the old yeah. ten-year stretch. Yeah, we've been together since before that as well, so I'm flipping out. Oh, God, yeah, you've proper, like, proper hate each other now, girl. Yeah, yeah. How's your marriage going, Bill? Yeah, it's good. It has its ups and downs. Not in the sort of way I'd like, but, um, yeah, you know. <laughs> hey, it's, weird. it's so weird, because you're, 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 you're ripping off Bill, you do sound like another caller called Bill. Bill, maybe we're all the same. Maybe the stereotyping Bill. I'm not Bill. I'm Billy. Yeah, I know you're. I know you're Billy, Bill. but I'm, you sound actually William. I'm Chris and William. So all right, mate, calm down. But you're you're you sounding. Yeah. You're doing Bill's act, but on Bill's a better act. phone. This, mate, this is this is me. This is this this is this is the package. This this is just me. This is me being me. So so you say. But how, yeah, do, we, I'm just how a, do we know I'm a very that? frustrated social person, Ian. Oh, well, take that frustration out on someone else. <laughs> Billy, nice to talk to you, mate. Thanks for the call. And you, lovely. Bye-bye. Bye. Michelle Lund says, Guys, don't get me wrong, everyone should be encouraged. Not everyone has the vocals of well, Randy Travis. It can still be great. Not everyone should be encouraged. You're wrong. You're Some people should be told. <laughs> Billy should not be, um, should not be encouraged. I like that. I like that. That um, get that country voice. I saw you know, the timbre. Huh? Mm? Do you mean the timbre? No. Yeah. Well, you do the timbre. But it's pronounced in French timbre. Yeah, well, but we say it in English and we say timbre. What did you say? Timbre. Mm? Yeah, ta- this has taken a really sombre mood. And I don't like that. Uh, we've got six minutes to go and I just can't be bothered. <laughs> Do you want to play plum? Yeah, go on. We got. Oh, right. Okay. Plum or bum? <laughs> plum or uh, up the plum? <laughs> no, I don't want to play that game. Okay. Right. What was it? Plum or a uh, player? Plum or bum? Plum or player? All right. Here we go. Here this we go. Sucks. 
adult. Yes. On micro scooter. Oh, uh, plum! What are you talking about? Okay. Some people don't know that. I've seen hey, a few of them a... around here. I've been sent. Uh, I've just been sent my email from Amazon recommending stuff that I should buy. Right. They know they've got one. That's why. The first one is um, a film called The Educators. I'll read up until it says read more, and then we'll decide. We both have to agree to read more. Okay. okay. Crime comedy about Jewel, Julia Gench, a waitress who moves in with her boyfriend, Peter, Steep Erseg, and his friend, Jan. I don't want to read more. Hang on a minute. We have both have to agree to read more. I don't want to read more. All right, next one. Haunt, DVD, Mac Carter, price £2.87. A family of five moves into a beautiful, sprawling dream home. Mm. One problem, it's cursed, having caused the deaths of the... I'm going to say previous inhabitants. Do we need to know that? I no, think I know how that film's going to go. Now, Salvage. Oh. DVD, 1298. All right, it's going to be good then. Christmas Eve. And the residents of a quiet British cul-de-sac are suddenly plunged into a world of violence... <laughs> terror and i would like to read more but it's, it's your call <gasps> in a cul-de-sac you don't do violence and terror well, you do swinging parties do you, and do you um, read more or not? pleasant summer barbecues yeah i do want to yeah, know I more wanna read, i want to read more okay it takes us to the page okay um let's see let's they're in a cul-de-sac oh flip it go on oh baby baby but baby baby oh baby baby this looks like good christmas eve and the residents of a quiet British cul-de-sac cul are suddenly plunged into a world of violence, terror and paranoia when a group of heavily armed military personnel <gasps> storm their road, ordering them at gunpoint to retreat inside their homes. Unsure if this is the sign of a terrorist attack or something much worse, one local mother finds it in herself to desperately fight to, a state, to save her estranged daughter stranded across the street. However... With growing dread, the residents soon discover that the threat is more monstrous than any of them <gasps> could possibly imagine, and survival is no longer a guarantee. A stunning debut from director Lawrence Goff, featuring an award-winning cast, Neve McIntosh, Best Horror Actress at Fantastic Fest 2009, salvage is a nail-biting exercise in sheer adrenaline-fueled fear that will chill you to your very core. But in a cul-de-sac, though. Cul-de-sac does ruin it. Does take it. the edge off for me, that. Slightly. That's more of a sort of activity you get in an avenue. The cul-de-sac, yeah. yeah. Although, I, I think I'm going to try and watch that tomorrow. All right, well, you let me know. Serpico. Oh, then the rest are famous. Heard of that. Serpico, Dune. This is a great film. Open Grave. Have you seen this? No, it's I've seen sh Shallow Grave. This is great. John wakes up in a pit of dead bobby bodies oh. bobbies dead bodies in a cul-de-sac with no memory of who he is <gasps> or how he got there you don't even need to read more because that is that Have is a good I film. seen that i think i didn't i tell you to watch it i think i, I told think you I've to watch seen it. it and then the last one is bridge of spies it's good that film enjoyed that <sighs> sombre macabre macabre and timbre Tombra. How do you say it? I'd say Tombra. That's not what you said earlier. You said Tombra. <laughs> That's a bit like a... Like what, a what? What's, what's squeaking? Are you wearing me pen. leather? Me pen. I'm taking the lid on and off nervously. You don't 
see many rock stars in leather trousers anymore. No, not after the the Lenny Kravitz incident. Oh, someone! What would if I if I if if a listener wanted to see Lenny Kravitz's penis <laughs> fall through a split in his leather trousers? I mean, just literally dropping out. What would you type into YouTube? Do you think Lenny Kravitz's penis? Yeah, I think I think that would probably. In fact, do let it. me just check for you. I don't need to waste your time. It is quite the the t- okay. It let's we got we got a minute right. The five most incredible pieces of rock footage right at number five. Afro man smacking some woman in the face as she walks across the stage. Yep. At number four, it's Paul Simon live in Central Park, half a mile and six months, half a mile and half a year from where John Lennon was shot, singing a song about John Lennon being shot, and someone bursts onto the stage saying, I've got to talk to you, Paul. Mm. Uh, oh, I've got one. Yeah, number three. Um, what's he called, that one that was in the... Um that one uh, with the hat, pork pie hat. Oli Moore. Yeah, he split his trousers on the stage. And you put that just, at number three. Just as the lights went out. <laughs> okay. At number two, it is Lenny Kravitz. Um, Dropping his dong. Drop it. <laughs> wow. You're really not bothered at all, are you? <laughs> and <laughs> the number one greatest bit of rock and roll footage it's a tie with justin bieber getting hit in the face with a bottle of water or madonna falling down the stairs on her back both of them <laughs> classics absolute classics <laughs> well Catherine, um i've I, genuinely you've been one of the top five producers that i've worked with in the last two years <laughs> thank you so much for your time and i wish you and your family the very best of success in whatever you choose to do. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, I wish I could say the same. So we've got to end it there. Talk Radio. Digital debate for the UK. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.